What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm here with Dogbot. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Uh, my chupacabra hurt his paw. Um, he got really excited jumping on me because he smelled cigarette smoke on me. Uh-oh. And uh, I, well, I, had, I trained the chupacabras to smoke to look cool. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, well, I decided that that was a really bad idea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're not handling cold turkey very well. They would rather drain a turkey dry gotcha. of its blood. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Ah, also with us tonight, Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, saw today in the store a uh, mask army exists, and I'm just wondering if those guys even know that, you know, an army without trained gorillas is useless. So, oh, laughing boy. at them. <sighs> it's, it's, it's so fake and gay. They don't even see the stuff right in front of their face. Anyways, um, also with us this evening, uh, back, Jack the Intern. What's up, guy? My job is gay. They make us wear masks now, even though it wasn't an issue for the past year. I'm pissed. Oh. That's absolute slander. We don't make you wear masks here. It's okay. I just wear my siege mask. So, <laughs> Jack, just wait till it's they whatever. make you uh, double mask. Because oh. CDC guidelines. <sighs> Jack's only job is working on this show, audience. That's right. Jack doesn't have another job, and we don't make him wear a mask. He's lying to you. He lives right in now. my basement. Yeah. 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 Oh, Shh, you weren't supposed to tell anyone. All right, all right, all right. Oh boy, they, ki um, they kiss like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they kiss like Tom Brady okay, kisses. I might actually kids. have to not do the show tonight because right. that was disgusting. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of Tom Brady, real quick, did you guys see day drunk Tom Brady throw the Lombardi oh, Trophy yes. into the bay? Oh, I didn't yes. watch that. I heard about it. I saw somebody posted it uh, in a chat that I'm in. They posted a video of it. Day drunk Tom Brady being led around by somebody. And it was the third string quarterback. Was it the third string quarterback that was walking around? Yes. Okay. And then they get on they get on some boat and Tom throws the Lombardi trophy into the bay. I thought that was like wow. Uh, I also saw a buddy of mine who's oh, go ahead. Oh, there's a buddy of mine who still lives in Tampa. And he actually videoed it from from the shore. Like we have all seen the video from the boat itself, mm -hmm. but he videoed it from the shore. Oh, I was nice. like, "Yep, this actually happened." Nice. I was on a I was on a run. Nice. Um, the <laughs> I also saw in the script. <laughs> I probably wasn't. I saw a video also of Tom Brady talking about how his wife is a witch. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, like, no shit. Like, yeah. and there's, there's, he keeps saying all this stuff. And he's like, she's like, well, you just have to listen to me. You know, I'll just do my little witchcraft stuff. And he's like, you know, witchcraft stuff. And the whole audience is like, oh. everybody laughs. And like, you know, and she's just a witch, but I'm a good witch. Oh, she's a good witch. No, no, that's a that's, that's a dude. First of all, and second is that's not a good witch. If he clicks his cleats together three times, does he turn back into a woman? <laughs> I did see actually uh, in the emails. I will post this on break or whatever. I'll go look for it. Um, or Jack, do you have access to the email? Go in the email and uh, get the pictures that that guy sent me that I forwarded to uh, the Paranormies. It's um, three NFL <laughs> quarterbacks. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, well, yeah. That's emails. Anyways, do that. We'll do that later, actually. All right. Oh, God. We have two donations this week. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, from 
across the pond. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Sorry for the whining about the download errors from BH45. Thank you, sir. And from Based Mom. Based Mom sent us 12, and she says, best podcast to listen to when you are laid up from an accident. Love my paranormies. Um, yeah, I hope you're healing up there, Based Mom. She had a bit of a fender bender, you might say, and escaped with herself and her Pepe sticker. Yeah, apparently she was influenced by our intern Jack's uh, stunt driving and decided to try to replicate the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I strongly suggest to our audience that just because we joke about Jack flipping his truck and everything and standing on it like he's cool and everything, we don't want you guys to try it too, yeah. okay? Yeah. Please don't do that. Don't Jack's, do that. Jack, you know, Jack, that's that's a Jack thing. That and Don't yeah. try to emulate him. Yeah, don't. Well, just because Bud Light happened to put out a tweet that said <laughs> drunk driving is the way to go, don't listen to them. That's the funniest thing I saw uh on Twitter probably in, in a year. Oh my God. Also, also, yes, please people don't, don't try to, uh, parkour driving is not a thing. Okay. So, right. Yeah. It's not, it's not funny. It's not a meme. All right. Cars are large and painful when they, you know, do things and get hit. And I thought flip ba- and I thought base mom knew better than to try to emulate. Jack. Right. 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 Speaking of based mom, let's just get into, that's all the uh, business we have for the week. It's the weekend show. Happy weekend, guys. Jack is back. He was actually out on the, the midweek show, and he's back. That's why there was almost no notes, because nobody took notes. <laughs> I had no, to remember. No, uh, no half screenshots of half of a tweet? No, no half sque- screen- screenshots of half a tweet. I had Yeah, I just had to go from memory in the notes on, on uh, Wednesday there. But we have content. For the weekend show, speaking of the content, and one of the reasons why we have some of this content is because of Base Mom. Right, Dogbot? Yes, uh, she, I guess she heard me talking about uh, how uh, I kind of consider myself a lost civilizationist. You know, I never liked the ancient alien stuff particularly much, but I always felt that there was uh, some kind of lost civilization stuff i read a lot of graham hancock and you know uh i always loved steve quayle and guys like that and she turned me on to these yeah we had talked briefly about tartaria last season and uh we got into an it, it was episode where we talked about mind unveiled for half the episode and then we talked about Tartaria, and right. she sent me some videos by a guy named John Levi and another guy named Conspiracy R Us, and I just I completely fell down this rabbit hole about the mud flood Tartaria or what I call a uh, reset theory, because basically the the emphasis of what these guys are saying in these videos is. Uh, our history basically starts in the mid 1800s and everything before that is probably bullshit. Right. And this kind of plays off uh, Reinhardt. Your first appearance on the Paranormies was uh, Phantom Time. And we talked about Fomenko and the, uh, the addition of years to history. And we talked about Tartaria a bit back then. Uh, Yeah. And then last year we talked about, 
Tartary and the Phoenicians and the ancient Irish. Um, right. And this history stuff, like the further we fall down these rabbit holes, the harder it is to believe what's what. Well, yeah, I mean, the further we fall down these rabbit holes and oh, the, the more authors, the more, uh, doctors that we listened to that were, you know, totally, uh, canceled quote, um, you know, it's, it's hard to reconcile everything because there's, there's so many different threads to all of this. You kind of end up looking like freaking Charlie day and like the Pepe, Pepe Sylvia <laughs> episode of it's yeah. always sunny. Right. Uh, that's literally how it is. Those like 2000 different threads to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Tartaria, there's everything from Atlantis to Moo, which those things look like child's play compared to some of this stuff. It's right. insane. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, there's, you know, and when you talk about Tartaria, there's, I mean, there's so much to Tartaria by itself. There's, well, what is Tartaria? Right. There's the old Encyclopedia Britannica definition that's basically... Tartary is just a big country north part of Asia. Siberia is up there. That's great Tartary, right? The Tartars who lie south of Muscovy and Siberia are those of Circassia, Astrakhan, and Dagestan, situated northwest of the Caspian Sea. The Kalmuric Tartars who lie between Siberia and the Caspian Sea. The Uzbek Tartars and the Mughals who live in the north of Persian India. And lastly, those of Tibet who lie northwest of China. Now, that is uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, Volume 3 from Edinburgh, 1771, page 887, and Tartary at that time reaches from Europe all the way, and I don't know where that line is because I can't see what Europe is in the picture, but from Europe to the Pacific Ocean. That was Grand Tartary, and that's the 1771 definition. Now, the Wikipedia definition is Tartary. Uh, was a name from the Middle Ages until the 20th century to designate the great tract of land in Central Asia, searching from the stretching from the Caspian Sea and the Ural Mountains to the Pacific Ocean, settled mostly by Turco-Mongol peoples after the Mongol invasion and the subsequent Turkic migrations. A little different. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and as well, as we mentioned, God, forever ago in the Phantom Time episode, um, you know, according to all of this, the Russian, the actual Russian Empire, quote, empire that we know of mm-hmm. um, around the time of the Napoleonic Wars, um, around the time of Napoleon III, I believe it was, actually, was only – their capital was Moscow. Mm-hmm. Or was uh, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg, I'm sorry. right. And not Mos- um, yeah, and Moscow. They were, was... they were like the very corner of what we know as European Russia. The rest of it all belonged – to these Tartarian people, whether you call it an empire, a kingdom, a confederation by that time. Right. Um, and their capital was Moscow. And then you have, right, exactly. And that's a totally different country, but how did that, did that work out? And then you, that was, we talked about the, um, what was it? Alexander and was it Alexander and Napoleon were actually on the same side against Tartary. Yeah. The, uh, uh-huh. the Russian, the Russian and French uniforms were pretty much identical right. as well as what we understand as the Russian and French flags, even mm-hmm. of today. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Basically the same flags. Uh, yep. When you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned the flags Dogbot, because the flags, the two flags that were mostly flown by the Tartarian, uh, people were, they were both on a field of yellow and they had a black griffin or a black owl. Hmm. We have a 
a chimera right. of mythology and an owl, which was a symbol of uh, none other than Molech of the ancient world, who was a uh, a Near Eastern child sacrifice god that uh, certain people. <clears throat> yes, yeah, certain people. Yes, they're gone. But, um, but, but now, owls, owls are also seen as a symbol of wisdom. And, well, they uh, are now. We, we also have griffins on lots of other flags as well. So, I mean, sure. We're, it, 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 with we're with looking the at history them. of this giant country being erased, it's really hard to divine what kind of uh, you know what kind of moral standing that they had as a as an empire. You know. No, you're right. That's right. that's a big point. Um, just real quick, that that is a huge point. They were very diverse from a lot of the sources that we have. So there were uh, Jews, Khazarians, whatever you want to call them. There were Asians, um, what we would call Mongols. There were Europeans, Indo-Europeans, um, all sorts of pagan religions, and Christianity was there. But uh, there is evidence that the worship of certain Near Eastern gods and magic cults did permeate the country um and whether it's a griffin or something else i think chimeric beings uh being national animals is okay not something to scoff at okay well that's not the point of this episode today um of course but this is a good point uh what i was going to add to that was that so you have tartary that is Grand Tartaria, which is, you know, depending on who you look, what map you look at and what year it is and who you're talking to, is either half of Europe and all of Asia or it's part of its Russia or part of its, it's, it's not. And then you have the, um, in this research community, uh, what we call Tartary, which is like um, everywhere. It's, you know, in North America, South America, it's this, all this architecture uh, that is found all over the world. And it kind of ties this together as being a semi-unified empire, like everywhere, because there's this, this build, this this architecture in um, South America, North America, you know, Europe, Asia. Uh, I don't know how much of it is in Africa, if any. Was there ever? Did anybody find anything like Tartarian in Africa? Uh, like the Horn of Africa. Uh, oh, stuff in yeah. South Africa. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and. There's there's stuff like in Somal and Somalia and Ethiopia and uh, you know of course uh, of course North Africa along along okay, the Mediterranean. So, uh, I meant like all right, I meant like Black Africa, but yeah. Um, well, there I mean, so no. well, there, you know, were all there even might by be Europeans. Sure, there might be. Well, there might be. There's I, also uh, what's the the people that believe that Atlantis is somewhere in Africa. Oh, our our friend George Anthony believes yes. that uh believes in the Eye of Africa theory. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. I knew it was. I knew yes. it was Niggy too. Uh, right. The Eye of Africa is a lot yes. larger. Yes, uh, uh, but but Tartaria, in this in this uh, field of research group of researchers or whatever, uh, you you have this empire that stretches across basically all continents, um, which you know, again supposedly had. Or excuse me, not supposedly, it possibly had a, a singular religion that unified it. You know, if you believe the um, ancient Irish theory, which would uh, the Church of Iessa. Um, but there's definitely something to the fact that the architecture is everywhere. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the term Tartarian had for these different people that make the videos and do this research has sort of become a catch-all term for the architectural style of all these buildings from around the world. And uh, definitely ones, it seems, uh, that pertain to having red brick in their construction. Yeah. Like uh, that that seems to be a that seems that seems to be a focal point in determining and identifying mm-hmm. a building that mm-hmm. is Tartarian in origin. Now, uh, uh, another another side note to that is is a lot of the ones that talk about the buildings on the east coast of the United States seem to attribute some of the origins of these buildings to the Moors based on um based on Moorish buildings from Spain resembling mm-hmm. uh, certain architectural uh, signatures uh, based on buildings whatever. that still, exi- yeah. still exist that are attributed to them in Spain to ones that are on the East Coast of the United States. Right. But that's, I mean, you know, you have evidence of similar architecture all over the place that, you know, they, how do we know it's the Moors? You know, how, how did they know right. it would like, but then you have, okay. So you said the Tartarians are associated with the red brick. Um, but then you have all the, uh, quote, Greco Roman style architecture all over the place. Um, you know, like the original classical. Penn station, the classical stuff. Yeah. The Victorian stuff, the stuff you have in San Francisco and Salt Lake and in, uh, Rio and in France and in, uh, Oh, even even in uh, like Romania and uh, Turkmenistan, so that's a whole other type of architecture, and that's not Tartarian, though. Yeah, one of the funny things that John Levi brings up when discussing official narratives of some of these buildings is the fake terms for architectural styles, all describing the same exact thing. Yeah, uh, oh, I wish like, we would have. Oh, we should have compiled a list. That's actually pretty funny because, yeah, it'll be like you know Greco-Roman, or it'll be like Neo-Roman classical, Neo- or it'll be yeah, uh, Neo-classical, yes, classical, right. classical pago classic Neon. Like right, and you, you put the two buildings side by side, and uh, there's they're there's almost the same a building. Difference. Yeah, yes, yeah, almost like the same filigree on the on the on the freaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, al- along the thresholds. <laughs> so but, then, but then you have something like Gothic that only appears in Europe, Eastern Europe, Central Europe. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that is strictly geographic, right? You know, in that area, right? Uh, but these these architectural styles, classic and and everything deriving from them, appear on you know five different continents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, well, the, out of nowhere. The Gothic stuff is the really cool. Like really pointy, pointy stuff with all the antennae. That's uh, yes, some, yeah. We'll talk the about that. The point of that is arches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all they're all made with with uh, specific types of arches mm-hmm. that were supposedly discovered by the ma- the stonemasons guilds, which became the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that not, how that not happened? given from any sort of god, but is that how that happened? Okay. Smart. Okay. Um, well, apparently. But so so we have the the Tartarian. Tartarian architecture. Uh, the second set of architecture is the the you know the Phoenician or the classical or whatever. Um, what about 
Okay, so in the early 1800s is when this this whole new history sort of started um, because of what would appear to be a cataclysm, what they call the mud flood. Um, what? Yeah, what is the theory there that there was just some sort of deluge of of uh, maybe rain and like everything? You know, the, the the mud came down from the mountains. Like, what is the actual theory of the mud flood itself? Well, one of the one of the things that you can see in natural phenomenon still occurring today um, in a tremendous earthquake, the way that it shakes the ground it turns it into effectively mud and things just sink right into it mm-hmm. because it's it it's 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 shaking so violently around that all like everything is so loose mm-hmm. on the top that it it liquefies and things get sunk into it okay now- so part of the, so it's not that like a giant it's not like that a giant deluge came in and mud and, and and mud poured in from everywhere from the deluge. It's like some kind of awful cataclysm occurred that shook shook everything. But they in a lot of these videos they speak of two distinct cataclysms. Right. I was gonna yeah get into that in a second. Um, but. Okay, so th- the mud flood you say could be caused by an earthquake, which disrupted the soil so badly, rock and, and substrate below it that it just basically liquefied. Wouldn't the buildings like have collapsed from the earthquake part of the cataclysm there? Not like, necessarily. Okay, but now you have a lot of these buildings that are buried, you know, twelve feet in mud, right? As like if you if you watch these videos, you can see stuff like in Salt Lake City where they're excavating um, buildings on Main Street, basically. And there's a whole other floor under the under like, you know, from street level down, there's a floor of a building and it's the outside of a building. When you unearth the basement of a building, usually there's usually not a, you know, an outdoor facade, you know, in a sitting area. Chicago, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Chicago is the same thing. San Francisco. It's the same thing. Moscow. Moscow. Right. All these. Okay, so there's all these all this infrastructure under the ground. Um, and then you have places where it looks like the mud did pour in, you know? So I, I think there might be, there might be several different ways that it actually happened. Uh, they, Cause you know, they always talk about um, like some sort of plasma event. Yeah. The, uh, the, the first, the, the cataclysm that came before the last one, mm. Because there are buildings that look that appear even older, you know, like the Gothic cathedrals, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have like these building. You, then you have these situations where it looks like stone was literally liquefied, mm-hmm. and and so you have these like sometimes you have um, what appears to be like a butte or something like that. But there's these weird windows and everything in the top. And, uh, you know, like the, a a lot of places like in the American Southwest, the theory is, is that some horrible plasma situation happened that rendered the entire area almost unlivable for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, there's, um, I don't remember what state it was in, 
or even what country for that matter, but there's like a castle. Part of it is a mountain and you can see where the rest of it, like, like where the castle part is. And then it just like melts into what is now a mountain. And there's so many instances of this, uh, in South America. And like you said, in the Southwest where it's not, and it's not just windows. There's actual, like, what looks like hewn doors or they go inside these melted caves and there's brickwork and, you know, and actual tunnels, which, which people like John Levi say are the insides of buildings that were melted. So that's what, uh, so what mines are. It's so recently I went on a very long road trip and I went through, I went through Texas and into New Mexico and took a hard look at some of these, Tartarian and mud flood buildings that were along the way, but one part of my final destination was Bandelier National Park or National Monument in uh, New Mexico, and these buildings that are supposed to be pueblo dwellings, right, mm-hmm. just seem to be a facade for what could have been like a giant city that was completely annihilated with uh, some kind of plasma situation. Because you see these areas on top, uh, you know, way out of reach, mm-hmm. that look like windows and 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 doorways into other places, and then you have these what are supposed to be little hovels that uh, Indians supposedly stayed in, and you and like I guess that they're trying to say that they that they dug them or fashioned them out of the side of this this mountain outside right. of this this, and it's just kind of it's. And it seemed very believable when I went 15 years ago, but with what I've been, you know, with what I've been experiencing (laughs) with, with this theory, this reset theory, I, 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 I saw it with a whole new lens and I'm like, holy crap, this could have been an entire city Mm -hmm. that was just completely decimated. Well, and this is just what they want to tell you what is because if you stumble upon it on your own, you'd be like, "Well, this is weird." Uh oh, let's let's hurry up and come up with a story for it. <laughs> right, um, right. And that happens all over the place. There's one in there's one in uh, Illinois, which is actually there's one in Chicago uh, that ended up outside of the World's Fair, which is something we'll get into later. Um, but what they do, yeah, they'll find these these melted buildings or whatever, and they'll stick some sort of facade and call them Pueblo, you know, uh, Pueblos or whatever, and stick a few Indians outside and that's it. You know, and then there's a reservation the there. Anasazi. Well, and yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the thing is these people could have existed and, and they tell us that the Anasazi just disappeared without a trace or atheists will, you know, atheistic scientists would tell you that, you know, there's nothing spiritual, there's nothing weird here, they exist in the Pueblo people, but these people as a whole, Native Americans, there's a growing theory that they came from a pre-existing civilization that hmm. spanned West Coast to East Coast America. Um, and it's entirely possible these buildings, these just these massive white cities, red brick buildings too, right. uh, could have come from them. And it's funny you mentioned these Puebloan uh, dwellings. Dabakzek just gives me flashbacks to Petra, city of the Nabataeans, um, 
which people have seen in uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade, you know, the a beautiful facade, you know, after, after this mile long canyon. Um, but it's a, a huge city built into this rock. Um, absolutely incredible. And of course, there's Cappadocia in Turkey. Um, again, a massive city carved out of stone. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that these people were living in dwellings that were not made by them, but that they, in a sense, return to. Um, hmm. I think that's that's a very interesting okay. idea. After some kind of reset that they had, that they returned to these dwellings, almost like they were blown back to the Stone Age hmm. from something else. Well, you have you have Indians in John Levi's comment section that say that that tall, you know, very tall, white, fair-skinned people built the buildings, but then they disappeared and then they, but the buildings have been there for a really long time. And then you also have official, they're supposed to be non-official narrative stories about the um, plantation homes in the American uh, Southeast that were supposedly owned by Cherokee Indians. And well, the thing about the, the yeah, the antebellum mansions, in the Southeast that not just Cherokees, but these guys, if you look at the, the paintings of these people, cause they didn't have, you know, photography back then, but uh, the paintings, they look like they dressed like 17th century colonialists, you know, with the powdered wigs and the ponytails yeah. and the ruffled collars. And, you know, you, there, there's no war paint and buckskins on these. When people Cherokees. like to say that's, that's just artistic white people interpretation. No, um, no. But I, one thing on, on what you said, dog, about uh, that th- that these things were all built by large, large white-skinned people. Um, not only that, were they large and white-skinned? They were fair-skinned. They had, you know, many times blue or green eyes, blonde or red hair, and were very, very large, as in like giant size. Um, and there are stories coast to coast on this continent of giant beings. Yeah, I mean, a 13-foot-tall dude is a 13-foot-tall dude mm-hmm. uh, building these cities and, you know, terrorizing people, whatever, what-so-have-you, um, building certain civilizations. So, yeah, so they exist. They were not fully Sure. Human. No, the giants are – no, obviously the giants exist. I mean, we've seen um, the – the pictures of the skeletons and we've talked about the, the, like the Catalina Island stuff in uh, Ohio and yes, but anyways, uh, back to Mudflood. So we have the cataclysm. Uh, there is the double reset theory that, um, John Levi said was talking about. He talks about a lot. Uh, there's two resets. So, so first you have the Tartarian bricks, you know, all the red bricks. Um, and, the red bricks, you know, always with the, with the, I mean, and you're talking like with all these buildings, billions of bricks. Where the hell do they bake all these bricks? Uh, I forgot what that one Starfort video said that they were from, but uh, apparently that they're all, I, I think they're, they're all from like around Buffalo, New York. Yeah, I, I that was like I, I don't, one. I don't remember. Yeah, the well, Buffalo, New York is is a very interesting city in and of itself, um, as far as stuff in this theory goes. If you, yeah, if you really want to get into it, John Levi does a really good job 
breaking down um, individual locations, but that was one of the, the places where the bricks were supposedly made. But I mean, there's this is around around the whole world, and these are you know there's these structures take millions and millions of bricks. Like just Chicago by itself, the original Chicago before the Chicago Fire, most of it was all this red brick. I mean, how many brick factories were there? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody's going to be like, well, actually, there was like four brick factories right outside, and there's but you got to remember that these buildings that are concrete and stuff. A lot of stuff is concrete. And these people that built them in the 1800s, were they carting the concrete in a wagon with a, a rotating bed? Because you got to roll concrete. You know, you got to keep it moving. Right. Yeah. So people don't like to don't like to admit that bricks and concrete both are an incredible amount of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially back then, like how how are they going to do all of this? It yeah. just appears. Right. All this stuff just appears. Now that's the, with, okay, so we're skip. I think we might be skipping ahead, but not really, but uh, yeah, yeah. it does just appear. And, and let's just take all the construction out of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Construction. That's like, well, you know, they just were just, you know, ingenious back then. And they invented all of these construction techniques while they were building all this stuff. I thought that was amazing. Um, when listening to one of the, one of the, the guys read, about the, the the Chicago World's Fair, and he's, they said that the buildings were made out of um, iron and glass, and um, it was iron, wood, and lath and glass, and there was this stuff called staff. It was like temporary stucco um, that they painted the outside with, and they just so happened to invent the pneumatic spray gun during the construction process. They just happened to invent that, like. Wow. For all of these things that were only supposed to be up for, right. let's right. say, eight to ten months. Right, right, right. Uh, and so many people, there's so many stories that go along with all this stuff. Like Chicago, the Chicago World's Fair could be an episode all to itself uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, all right, but to, to the, the reset theory, um, so what happened is you had this Tartarian, you know, civilization, which was supposedly worldwide because there's these buildings everywhere. Um, and then there was a major reset and I'm talking like major, major reset cataclysm, uh, with some of these buildings, you know, the buildings are, uh, the roofs, like from the middle of the building up is just absolutely demolished. But the building next to it, there's just absolutely nothing happened to it. Kind of like what happened to the places up in Northern California during the fire, like almost as if they got hit with like a directed energy weapon or a Jewish space laser or something. Um, <laughs> Jewish space laser. But seriously, though, like if you go and you look at um, the Civil War pictures, like the uh, the carnage of after the Civil War. Oh, and by the way, you talk about fake and gay. The Civil War was very fake and very gay. Um, Weird. Yeah, we're gonna have to do an entire episode on that. Yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, but like all the all the pictures of all the d- destruction of you know in the South and wherever. Uh, of, Sherman didn't go far enough. Right, 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 right. All these buildings that supposedly were burned down are somehow exploded from the top. Like the bottom of the building looks great, but the top of the building just completely blown the fuck out, you know? Um, and it's all over everywhere. All these buildings weird. There's no way cannons were doing that, you know, uh, taking just the roof out of a building uh, or taking just the, you know, no cannons don't work like that. Um, but anyway, so there was this, this cataclysm and, all the Tartarians disappeared and, and, you know, a lot of the stuff was melted and a lot of the stuff was destroyed. Uh, skip ahead, skip ahead. The Phoenicians then, the Phoenicians is another group that gets uh, kind of a, 
Uh, it's a blanket statement for possibly the ancient Irish, possibly, you know, the actual Phoenicians. Um, or, or like the, the leftover Atlanteans. Right, right. The leftover you know, the possible and, the Empire of Nimrod, possibly. Sure, sure. And then those people, they were the responsible for the, quote, Greco-Roman style of everything, the, the Parthenon and, the, and all the, uh, the stuff in Europe and... Um, all this stuff with all the pillars and and the cherubs and the trumpets and the eagles and, and the dragons and the the statues of Diana. Johnny, that I do want to side note real quick is mm. it is very interesting over the last I would say hundred years after all these communist revolutions, all of these revolutions that are happening, mm-hmm. they've all seemed to completely destroy and rewrite the history of these countries. Sure, but it's only been in this last you know, hundred years or so. Um, we haven't seen this beforehand beforehand. I, I'm, you could say that it's easier, but now we're seeing so much of this from China to, you know, South America, all of oh, it. Yeah. So, well, just speaking of China, China and their quote, 5,000 year history, give China time. China takes a long time. They plan generationally. Well, who else does that by the way? Hmm. Who, who, mm-hmm. but, uh, <clears throat> and the, no, no, not the Chinese can never be the Jews. Um, how but, many years zeros can you have? Right. But no, but the, here's the thing is like with China. Well, China's 5,000 years of history is a lie as well. I mean, that's absolutely fake and gay. And it's, it's astroturfed to give China. I don't think China's history goes back more than 1,500 years, to be honest. Uh, the Great Wall of China isn't even Chinese. No, it's Tartarian. Would, it was to keep the Chinese out. The Great out. Wall of Tartaria. Yeah, it was to keep the Chinese out. Yes. Well, and another, another thing when people look at China on the map, uh, if you, if you, take it seriously it's only about one quarter of what it is on the map everything else is is land that was subjugated by china right and they're still trying to subjugate right right so so like so so this whole there's 1.4 billion chinese no there's probably like 400 million actual chinese and the rest of them probably hate their hate the rest of them (laughs) yeah Exactly. exactly. It's, it's, yes, it's it's. <laughs> they're just subjugated like Hmong and Uyghurs and whatever Uyghurs. Cantonese. And Cantonese yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, the Cantonese. Yeah, they hate the fucking Han. Uh, nobody likes the Han. All right. No. Um, <laughs> Jews. Right. Um, right. The Jews. Yeah. Oh no, Johnny. It's not true. Couldn't possibly be. No. No. There was no Rothschilds involved with Mao and Asian. fucking okay. and Beijing's version of Yale that Mao was the dean of. No. 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 Nothing at all. Beijing. So one anyway. So one thing I want to one thing I wanted to get into like after these resets mm-hmm. there's a lot of people wiped out. Right. So you had all these empty areas. So how did they fill them up? Well, one of the ways they filled them up was with orphan trains. Orphans. Orphans. Tons of them. Yeah. From, and I've from, and it's it's and the stories are still around of these or of of these this glut of orth orphans and people taking in these mm-hmm. orphans from mm-hmm. all over uh, from Europe all uh, you know all into the United States and even other parts of Europe this happened too. Well, orphans were and it does 
orphans were transported. They were shipped, you know, internationally. There was a big, it was a big, uh, it was a big commercial thing back then for some reason. There are many, I've seen a couple of the videos. I forgot whose they are, but uh, advertisements for orphans. You know, ship them here and ship them there. They're, you know, people would check them like horses, check their teeth, check their, uh, you know, check their health. A lot of them were shipped to places for farming use, supposedly, you know. Uh, but they're shipped. They're shipping these orphans. First of all, where did all these orphans come from? And the pictures of the orphan, the orphanages, because there's orphanages everywhere, all over the world. There's orphanages in Europe and in Russia and in the United States, and they're, they're all over the place. Why? Why are the orphans? Where the hell? Who's who's having all these babies and just disappearing? Here's, here's something I wanted to bring forth about this. What if Plato's Republic wasn't theoretical? What if Plato's Republic, Plato's idea of the mm -hmm. ideal city, uh, was something that they were able to actually do? Like they got rid hmm. of they got rid of a, uh, an entirely bad generation. And then they start them fresh and filled their heads with whatever ideas they wanted to to inherit and populate these cities. I yeah, think I agree. Exactly right. I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened. Plato's Republic in schools still, you know, like it, mm -hmm. like play. I I've always thought, well, not always, but recently I've thought that Plato isn't even a real person, but a composite of different ideas that they decide to. Yeah. They decide to leak out to us. That's definitely even, even the fact that he's the one that brought up Atlantis. Yeah. Right, right. That's definitely uh, done by the system. You know, he's put together like a Shakespeare, Plato, Shakespeare, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. Yeah, just an amalgam, an amalgam of people, or um, just when they when they do the reset, these the controller. Like some people call them the controllers, and they they repopulate, but they got to get stuff out. Well. Right. In the 1600s, it was uh, it was Shakespeare and the King James Bible. Before that, it was it was easier if you just distribute one copy of Plato's Republic to the only person who could read, or suppo yeah. you know, supposedly, supposedly that's how it Typically goes. Typically, the priest. Right, right, the priest. I want to I want to make an addendum that nobody in these videos that's talking about th these theories uh, have with absolute certainty how the resets happened just that there seems to be there seems to be like divergent uh like styles and one seems older than the other and mm -hmm. has different characteristics than the other right you, you know and and like when it comes to these inheritors a lot of it has to do with the photographic evidence of some of the burgeoning beginnings of these mm -hmm. cities which so is it, well i was gonna say that's that's actually a really nice to do um the inheritors uh well go ahead re, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt are you are you finished almost with that oh I, I, well uh, well when you look at some of these photographs mm -hmm. like in in john levi's videos for instance uh i mean that the all these guys show these photographs but it it'll show like this giant structure Maybe with a little bit of scaffolding and some shit laying in front of it, mm -hmm. and like five fucking dudes just hanging out with like a fucking horse and buggy, <laughs> right? The and construction. you're supposed and, and 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 logic dictates that there's no fucking way those five dudes just finished that thing behind them. Right. The construction right. videos are absolutely hilarious, ridiculous, and fake and gay. Um, 
but it's you were, like an already finished building half the time. Mm-hmm. Or 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 it's old school Photoshop, like um, the ones from the Salt Lake City Temple. Those definitely yes. don't look like it. Looks like somebody um, photoshopped, you know, the building back down to to the to the uh, the first couple levels, and then the the next picture, it was you know they they photoshopped off just the top, and then the last one it was completed. Um, so, but, but uh, yeah, that's one thing is the pictures because you see pictures of like for example. I forgot what city is in Mexico city. Mexico city is, has some ridiculous architecture that there's no way some conquistadors and a few, uh, monks, you know, who got with some Indios and all of a sudden you have Mexico city, this ridiculously huge, elaborate city. And, and, um, there's like a fountain. Tenochtitlan, the city that supposedly stood there, right. was supposed to be like this this ancient marvel, and then all of a sudden everything is just completely destroyed mm. and remade mm. by these conquistadors and their monks and everybody else. No, right, no, no, and no. Then, and you see you uh-huh. see people from like well the in eighteen whatevers in Mexico City, and they've got their gourds that they're filling with water from this ancient fountain that somehow still works you know and it's and it's yeah, got this no. venetian style uh concrete poured you know amazing like with angels and like the, you know the angels are spouting the water out of their mouth and somehow it's so, right, still functioning fake cherubs yeah. yeah so we brought up the we brought up the photographs mm-hmm. um there there was a term that i had i had forgot to put in our in our prep that i i wanted to bring up that had to do with the photographs they often talk about vanilla sky what do you guys interpret Vanilla Sky as when it comes to these old photographs? Okay, perfect example of the Vanilla Sky is the panoramic San Francisco picture that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, there's nothing in the sky. It's just like yellow vanilla color. There's no nothing. It's like uh, it's like a Photoshop effect. So do what- we do we want to go into that like second hour because that kind of goes into Johnny your. Um- what you wanted to talk about. Well, we're just kind of going over terms, but yeah. like they, they bring up vanilla sky a lot. So is mm-hmm. vanilla, so vanilla sky you think is part of the, um, the reshaping of history effect yes. when it comes to these old photographs. Like, did they cut something out or is it just that, or, or like, uh, like what do you think the vanilla sky is? I mean, it's possible that it's some sort of maybe like, uh, purposeful overexposure or underexposure or whatever, and that when they when they're doing the processing, who knows? I don't know uh, exactly, but I do know what they're talking about when when you see it. You know, yeah. Look at that picture. Look at that picture in the chat. The panoramic, right? Look in the and you look in the back, right? That's, well, even the World's Fair ones in the chat, like it's right. just this weird. It, right. It's like that's the vanilla like, sky. What, there, there's never any clouds ever. Right. Um. There's never. There's. There's never a bird or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just. Uh, it's always just. Uh, it's always. It's always like there's just this it's, haunting emptiness behind every single building every time. Right. It's there's almost no zeppelins, blimps, nothing. Anything. There's nothing. There's. There's nothing in the sky. There's no. There's no. Like you said, there's no birds. There's no clouds. There's no rain. It's always this sort of. It, could be gray it could be clear it's black and white i don't really know could be a nice day there's you don't see the sun you know you don't see anything so it yeah but then sometimes in these same quote era pictures you'll see 
you'll actually see clouds. So you're like, okay, cool. But this, all these old ones, all these ones from, from Rio to Chicago to uh, wherever this one is, San Francisco, even the one, um, Dogbot, the one you want to talk about later, it has the vanilla sky effect. The, the, yeah. the one from the 18th. Yeah, they all and have that same. It's retarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what really what that is, but it has something to do with with this whole thing. Like, I don't know. It's some sort of f- photographic effect. Maybe um, I, I really don't know. <laughs> what's what's your theory and on it? I just want to say, like, I really don't understand Reinhardt. Why are why is there a picture of Robert Seffer in a bathing suit in the in the Skype chat right now? It's not. That's, and don't worry that's about that. Not. And that's what was asked to be posted and that's not the the only one that wasn't the only one there's two others yeah yeah for some reason the other two would not post that's fine it's 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 fine those were for you actually db so anyways um, yeah no Um, these vanilla these vanilla sky things they could very well be an early form of photoshop which we know photoshop did exist and has existed as long as photography Right has been around. Um, I mean, God, I looked through the the panorama you posted, the picture DB posted, mm-hmm. the pictures I posted. Every uh, single one. We'll talk about later. Every single one mm-hmm. is completely so, clear, whether black and white, sepia toned or not. Doesn't matter. So let me get to another thing. Then, I, what about the guys in costumes? Do you really think like uh, do you, do you really think like a lot of these old pictures of dudes with funny mustaches and everything, like like that's another thing these guys bring up is when they when you see these old pictures of uh, different people they think there's too much posing going on mm-hmm. like it's 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 it seems very like staged I everything is staged. Cor- I always thought they seemed corny, right? Mm-hmm. I will say I will say this: being devil's advocate, look. When photography was reintroduced into this world, reintroduced after all of these resets, mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, people awesome. did take it as an event. That's why people never smiled in photographs. Uh, it was always a serious very thing. serious thing to have your photograph taken because it was like having your your portrait painted, but that's for what, a normal human being. That's that's what they say, and that you had to sit there forever. Right, right, right. Well, but, yeah, but, yeah, you had to sit very still for the picture because it took a few seconds or whatever. But um, when you say reintroduced, uh, does this go into like those old pictures of the Tower of Babel that look uh, like photographs and these old what they call I, renderings? Uh, some of them, kind of. I'm. I don't believe the Tower of Babel was this spiral. Actual, like I, I really don't believe it was this okay. spiral tower. Okay. That we see, I think it was more of a ziggurat, a step pyramid, um, a holy mountain, okay. if you will. That's the entire point of of a ziggurat. Okay. Okay. But well, that's a whole other yes, episode. There, but there yeah, are these I was images. talking about the pictures, though. Yeah, the yes, the pictures that are supposed to be renderings. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of those come from the ancient world. So quote, right, like the stuff world. that. Like the stuff that the guy from the Mind Unveiled talks about those technologies where they, they had the uh, the video phones uh, and all the other things that were back in like the 1600s or even you know or like uh, Victorian England they had um, picture phones and stuff right right supposedly yeah um, so I they, think it's entirely possible that you know they had those things 
not maybe available to the public. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because it's never it's available a, to a the transition public. period. Right. Um, so we got off, we got off uh, back to your list. DB, the vanilla sky one. That's a good one. Uh, we talked about orphan trains for a second, but that it makes sense that if you're going to pop repopulate a wasteland, you know, and instill a new history, uh, what better way to do it than with kids? And wh- but where do these kids come from? And to go along with the orphan trains, there's also the incubator babies, which yes. was which was a very weird thing, which was uh, which was quote introduced at these quote world's fairs, Coney Island, which is a quote amusement park, uh, wasn't originally an amusement park apparently, but they they had incubators, and it was like it was like a. a it was like an attraction, a thing you would go see, like at a carnival. You know, you, you, you get a couple tickets, you, you give the guy a ticket, you get to go in, and you see the bearded lady, or you see the, the guy who can tie himself into a knot, or the dude who picks up stuff with his lip, you know? Or now you have the, well, the incubator babies. It was amusement for, somebody, for some group of people. Sure, what's, it was amusement for some what's people. What's the deal with these incubator babies? <laughs> right, I was, damn it, oh, I wanted to do that. <laughs> the perfect segue, because Jerry Seinfeld's father was an incubator baby. Uh, he was on a show with... Uh, who was was the his guy? father or grandfather? His father. Okay. His father. Yeah, he was on sh- yeah sorry, I didn't... I didn't. Uh, who was the guy... Who was the guy from all the MTV shows, Colin something? Uh, Colin Quinn. Colin. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Yeah, he was on a show with Colin Quinn, and whatever the host was, whoever the host was, was talking to him, and Jerry said that his dad was an incubator baby at Coney Island, and the whole, there was like apparently some live audience, and everybody laughed, and the guy's like, well, I feel like you could tell me anything, and I would just laugh. He's like, no, no, it was true. My dad was an incubator baby on Coney Island, and he was one of the incubator babies. And then they go on from there. The yeah, incubator they babies. They, yeah, like they didn't talk about like what that actually meant. Right, right. They just like, laughed about like it and moved on. We're supposed to know or something. It's again, it's like when Tom Brady said that Giselle was a witch. Ha ha ha. Okay, moving on. You know, everybody laugh real quick and we move along. So when he said. I'm a witch. Right. When he, <laughs> when he said. Call me inc- witch. <laughs> stop. When he said incubator baby and everybody laughed real quick and then they moved on from that. But the incubator babies were a big thing. I mean, there were thousands and thousands of these kids and the same thing with the orphans and the orphan trains there were if you look at these pictures there was i mean there's some of these pictures five six hundred kids in each picture so where do they come from who were all their parents are these are these clones are these uh manufactured people were they all uh victims of you know a war all their parents went off to war and like well Um, where's all their moms where'd all these kids come from i'm totally I'm One. totally ignorant. What what kind of thing happens in an incubator for the baby? Like like why do they have to be in the incubator? It's like they're preemies. So there's a, there's so many premature babies that they're putting them in incubators right. at the turn turn of the century. Or, at the turn uh, of the century at a at an amusement park. Yeah. Or there's the actual gray alien thing where they just put them in an incubator tank. Ah. And they grow them. Right. There's Being also off. that also, theory. Yes. Also, one thing I want to say, again, kind of playing devil's advocate, but I feel like here not really, just remembering families up until, let's say, 1800s, early 1900s, did have way more kids than we do now. Normally, we have like, what, one to three? Sure. One to three, one to four. Um, Families a couple hundred years ago had up to ten. Okay. In a lot of households. Um, So... There were actual situations where 
extra kids, literally extra kids, would just be, you know, dumped off. Okay. Their families couldn't take care of them. There would be situations. Uh, I believe that is real. That they just they they couldn't be taken care of. So they would be dumped off for money, for food, sure, whatever. I don't believe um, though. And, I don't believe it was is you know tens of thousands of them like that. No, no. That's what I'm saying. These not, orphan trains. I think a substantial amount could have come from a situation like that. Definitely I, not. I tens don't think of a, I don't think a substantial amount. I think maybe a nominal amount, but. Uh, I think the amount of kids in these trains, and these trains were not just like a single car. These were a, a long series of cattle cars, basically, full of people. Yeah. Mostly kids. You know, and it wasn't, and again, it, it wasn't just kids. In, in the, what's that? It's a breeding program. It could have been an actual breeding program. Right. That's that's what I was kind of leaning towards with that. Um, yeah. But again, then you look at the pictures from the World's Fair, and uh, these, quote, you know, amazing buildings where there's a whole bunch of people would look like they're coming out of it. Right. This is like a train came and dropped all these people off. And all these people are all wearing like black overcoats, black bowlers. They have big, big mustaches. They're all basically dressed the same. They kind of have that that World War One German look to their skin, like that kind of, you know, the kind of dark German look to them that Ben Franklin said wasn't very white. <laughs> you know, yeah, one of, one of my favorite John Levi um, bits that he did was of the inheritors who are at the beach and there are a bunch of people on the beach and he's like, what are they doing? Cause none of them had a beach towel and like, they were all full, like pretty much fully clothed. There wasn't any concessions or anything anywhere. It, 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 they just, everybody looked like they'd never been to the beach before and that they didn't belong. Yeah. Do, do you know, do, do you know what I know the one you're talking about, about and yeah. it happens and, and a lot. Pointing it out, I'm like, God, it does seem like none God, of those people really belong weird. in those pictures. <laughs> none of those people belong. Everything about those pictures is off-putting and weird. And it's like, you ever see that picture? Or it's like, you know, my boyfriend's side of the bed be like, and it's like, you can't tell what anything is in the picture. It kind of everything kind of looks like something, but not really. It's a, that same kind of thing. Like those people don't really belong in that picture. It's like they right. they were taken from somewhere else and stuck in this situation. And every single one of those people looks either uncomfortable or bored, extremely bored. It's like the World's Fair going around the World's oh, Fair. That, pictures that, of people yeah, just a, just bored as fuck. This is the World's Fair. Theme. What's that? The it's thing almost is, like they like were probed into be, taking a picture. But it's like it's supposed to be a fair. Right. But there's no concessions. It doesn't look like there's anything to really do. Nope. Let's let's no go and look at this big building. Uh, this is the this is the uh, uh, the castle for transportation. Right. This so is the inside that castle, architecture. Inside that castle, you know? was there many different forms of automobiles of different inventors and stuff? Nobody knows. All we know is about the buildings themselves. The world's fairs. That's. That's sort of the thing. The backstory, they build up part of it to where you're like, oh, oh okay. And then you don't r remember to ask the questions about the real stuff. Um, well, it's like this is the pav the pavilion of agriculture, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you go to Walt Disney World, you go to Epcot, um, which has all these weird pavilions. Mm -hmm. And you see, oh, pavilion of, agri of agriculture, and it takes you through all this stuff. Uh, pavilion of science and takes you all th you know, through all this stuff. And... You don't see a difference between the two. Well, you, you don't think of this as as you know 
this Disney's modern the, scientific idea. Yeah. Well, that's what Disney's purpose is, is Disney's purpose exactly. is to make you think that the world's fair was real. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, sorry. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> right. Oh, no, <laughs> Subtly, no. But yes. Yes. Um, Disney's purpose to is to forget. make you think that all this stuff that the Epcot is actually stuff that happened at world's fairs that, you know, that quote, and I hate to say this because this is pisses people off. Oh, here we go with white achievement again. That quote Americans invented. Exactly. Uh, which is a massive humiliation ritual. It, it is. It is. You know, I mean, like these buildings, like, um, well, we're going to have to get into that. But uh, the Capitol buildings, like the Capitol buildings in every state of the United States pretty much are these um, what would be kind of a the Phoenician um, facade over Tartarian stuff. Right. Is that is that the theory with those? Uh, I think it's I think it's from the first uh, b- before the the second to last reset sort of thing that Greco Roman style okay, right okay um, so that was the one and, that, that and, didn't and really hurt the just, buildings and they just happened to be they just happened to be um, in each of the places they decide that the capitals are going to be right now the, the the thing that's the thing that's incredibly damning about the Capitol building. Uh, situation is when you start reading the official narratives uh and we'll get into official narratives later but like when you start reading like ones of like wyoming and idaho mm-hmm. like places that have populations that are scant at best north dakota just completely agrarian right and uh and absolutely serve it, it absolutely serves no purpose <laughs> you know to to build these structures of this immense magnitude right and in the uh, of the not just in Brazil. What's that? In the middle of the jungle in Brazil. Oh, right. For instance. Sure. But like the <laughs> Capitol buildings, talking about like the Capitol buildings in the, in the United States, uh, there's no reason for North Dakota to have the Capitol building that it does. Or like you said, Wyoming or, um, of course, and, Texas. And these buildings having, are adorned with, with gods. Yes. They're adorned with pagan oh, yeah. gods. Right. You have, from these you have Diana, Why? you have Apollo, you have all these different... Yes, you have all kinds of which, different gods all over these which, buildings. Which brings me to the last term that I wanted to get into before we hit a break, is the smush word antiquitech. Uh, uh, ah. com- combining, you know, antique with technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the... In a lot of these videos, they will point to different items, adornments of some of these structures, and there's the theory that they had some form of technological purpose that we are completely ignorant of, or that the controllers know what they do, and they want us to do something else instead. Like uh, the, The supposition is that some sort of free energy that we are not allowed access to. Right. And which they covered up with the Tesla story and the whole thing with him and Edison um, being, right. being the big cover the for that. Lies. Right. That's well, like orgone or something is, 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 uh, is harnessed through uh, the copper steeples of some of these Tartarian buildings that have been repurposed as, uh, as uh, churches and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. places where, uh, pol- you know, like old armories and stuff. <laughs> right. Which again, these old buildings being repurposed as churches, more humiliation. 
Yeah. People are worshiping inside these buildings that were built thousands and thousands of years ago for other purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just more. No, that's definitely, that's definitely a good point as well. Um, before, what was the last thing? Was, all right, before we go to break, uh, no, we'll do that after break. All right, yeah, let's take a break. It's, uh, DB, what was the song? Uh, it's an old industrial band called Screw, and the oh, yeah. song is called Charlemagne. Hell yeah, I like this song a lot. All right, yeah. we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt, Dogbot, Jack, the intern. We're finally talking about the reset theory and the Tartarian architecture. And we're not going to get too deep into any one of these particular subjects because this is just kind of an overview. And there's so many sub-subjects, subtopics that we'll be able to do episodes on, I mean, so many things. There's... Ah, there's the World's Fairs, there's... Hold on a second, let me pull the list up. I, I wrote a list earlier. Oh, here we go, yeah. There's Star Forts, the Impossible Architecture, the World's Fairs, the Great Fires, and all the destruction of the 19th and early 20th century, uh, the Civil War, and all kinds of other fake historical events. The monuments, the temples, you know, the Capitol buildings. We could do episodes on... There's just so many things. And with the Star Forts, even... Oh my God, Star Forts. That was one of the things that I mentioned earlier that... My wife actually, you know, is now planning vacations around Starfort locations so we can go see them. Uh, we did not get to go see the one in St. Augustine because it was closed when we were there. Yes, That's but cool. we will. Thanks. You and I will have a, a yes. fantastic trip down to the Florida area at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Starforts are one of the things that really, really, really got me hooked on this. The other thing was, you know, being in construction and all the construction of all these cities and buildings and monuments and temples and water towers. Or no, what were they called? Not water towers. Do you, yeah, water towers. <laughs> the, the, um, the big water fountains. That was another thing, fountains. Because nowadays you have you know, massive amounts of electrical pumps pumping all this water. But back then they didn't have electricity, or did they? Uh, that was the thing with the free energy that they lied about and said that was Tesla and Tesla got it. You know, Tesla could have been visited by aliens and that's where he got his information from. And then uh, they, they did the Tesla versus not Albert Einstein, Jesus Christ, Edison. <laughs> and then, and then they stole all, all of the Tesla's technology and put it where we can't get it. Right. That's like the know. current wars. Yes. That the, Oh, the current wars, AC versus DC dude killed an elephant. I remember <laughs> Oh, God. I remember hearing. I remember hearing. Actually, the guys on Tedious talking about killing the elephant. For it some was reason, the, uh, the History Channel. They did an entire thing. Yeah. It was a uh, men who built America. Right, right, and that's one of the Ugh. things. But that's you know, again, that's another part of the fake and gay history. I mean, there you go. You're killing elephants. They're crashing trains, like smashing trains together in the 1800s. These amazing works of engineering, and they just, they just, you know, would get a, a few thousand people together and put them in the, the really hastily built wooden stands and watch these two amazing works of engineering just go at each other at 100 miles an hour and just... And that's, you know, that they was entertaining. shit to bed. Right, right. That's... Like, but these trains, where do the trains come from? That's uh, another one of the things, the technology. Like at the at the Chicago World's Fair, they had the, the 19th century telescope they call it a telescope that thing doesn't look like a telescope doesn't look like it it looks like a weapon of some sort or a machine a lot of these things don't look like what they tell us uh, the one place that has the ferris wheel that the entire thing is enclosed like what's the point of a ferris wheel if you can't see anyway besides that the construction of these things a lot of these buildings were supposedly built in times when the technology to build this stuff like we don't have the technology now how did they do it back then with they had horses and buggies and like some of those castles, you guys seen some of these castles in Europe that are like up on a mountainside somewhere and they're 162 feet tall and they have these spires and all this stuff. How the hell did they build that thing in 12 
04. Like, did they, stonemasons, like, they really hewed these rocks out of stone and put them up. And some of these things are on some pretty steep fucking mountains. So, Johnny, one of the things I noticed on my road trip, like, for instance, I drove through a, like a two horse town called Decatur mm-hmm. and they had this giant castle in the middle that was supposed to be some kind of armory. What? And, and it, and it, and it had like a cheap clock as a facade on mm. the side, uh, on the side. And there is uh, similar buildings to that, uh, in Amarillo and other, other areas that I went to, but always nearby, always right. within an eye shot of mm-hmm. these buildings mm-hmm. was a Freemason building. Oh yeah, definitely. That was like um, when they talk about the uh, the architects, the Always. the those what is it the um, oh, what was that McKim, Mead, and White, the three biggest architects of like the early twentieth century in the United States. These three these three people are responsible, supposedly responsible for so much of our architecture here in the United States, um, so- but. They seem to be facade, what they call facaders. They're putting facades on uh, earlier Tartarian or Phoenician buildings. Um, you see that a lot. What the thing is with these castles in Europe, you know, there's no way to build a city or to build a small town around this castle in the middle of, literally in the middle of nowhere up on top of a mountain. Um, in Texas or something like that, you can build a city. You know, it's kind of flat. You can build a city around this castle in the middle of nowhere. Well, then, so in down- Tennessee. In Nashville, Tennessee, the church that I used to go to, that I kind of grew up in, went to youth group in, was a red brick, um, clearly older than 50 years, building mm-hmm. that was once a, uh, an old Catholic church that had the spires. Um, they weren't like the Gothic, the Gothic spires. They were square mm-hmm. towers. Um, this whole thing used to be a Catholic church, then turned into a nunnery, then turned into a mental facility. Of course, um, always mental facilities, always mental facility, <laughs> but it was red brick, um, sat there among totally new construction. This thing was clearly 150 to 200 years older than everything else around it. Hmm. Um, and that's just according to what they tell us, mm-hmm. of course, um, so this thing, these things are placed right in front of us. Of course, it's it's in our daily lives, right? And some of these some of these buildings and, and structures and cities and whatever, um, they have not just amazing architecture, but landscaping and like water redirection and all kinds of like excavation that needs to be done. Like, okay, so, so for some of these buildings, they were supposedly built in the eighteen hundreds. Um, had to have, you know, they had to have millions and gallons of, you know, concrete and they had to be like, these things have to have like buildings nowadays have to have piles driven. You know, they have to have, you know, if you have a hundred floors, you have to have X amount of floors below ground. Otherwise, you know, you have no foundation. So back then, how did they excavate to do these buildings? You know, what like, this is, we're built in horse and buggy days. So did they hand shovel? You know, then you see pictures with the steam shovels, like, you know, there'd be like the one small steam shovel doing the thing. And sometimes you see pictures with uh, some crane type stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to believe with a lot of these pictures. Um, Because I remember they had slaves. 
Right. Well, no, this is no, when I'm talking. These a lot of these aren't like I'm, I'm talking like in New York. Okay, like in New York City, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of these buildings, um, and there's there's construction photos of some of them, and what they look like is when they excavated. Well, it just so happens that there's like doors and passageways and stuff in the in the bedrock. I'm like holy shit, that well, that was what would have been Tartarian buildings that were melted from the the big reset. And now these people are building on top of that. Because apparently the entire city of New York is built on a star fort and um, old Tartarian layout. That's another thing. The cities around the world that are have these layouts that are very similarly done. Um, and you can find places in the world that don't have any cities, but somehow are still laid out. There's like layout lines. Like somebody went and this is where this street's going to go. This is where this street's going to go. And that street goes this way. But there's no city there. There's just like the infrastructure layout. No? Nobody? <laughs> Nobody? Right. All right. I mean, it... <laughs> <sighs> I wasn't going to stop that momentum, man. What do you... <laughs> I stop... All right. All right. So not just the Nazca lines and stuff, but like you've seen the the videos where they show basically what maybe used to be a city and now all that's left is the uh like the um infrastructure lines like the major roads and whatever right well they they like to hit us with the whole like google earth found the road lines outside of what could have been atlantis Mm -hmm. on this bearing or uh you know we found the the what is it the yanagumi Yonogumi monument outside of Japan that's sunken that appears to have roads. Oh, yeah, right. They like to do that. Yeah. That's the one, the one off of Japan. Isn't that the one that, um, did we talk about that one when, uh, no, that was the one with Lemuria. Yeah. That was supposedly sank right. when Lemuria went down. Right. Well, according to James Churchward, that was nowhere near uh, Lemuria, but still, what? <laughs> Still, apparently, sunken thing. There's roads there. There's right. all this, uh, given to you again by Google Earth. Right. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of these guys that do these videos, John Levi uses Google Earth. I think Autodidact uses Google Earth too, doesn't he, for his videos, or is that the other guy? Um, well, they all seem to have like some secret Google Earth uh, link that that has like caches of different sites that they can go to. Yeah. I want to get in on that. I want to, I want them to add me to that Google doc. Like that would be cool. I I think on some of their YouTube videos, if you go to the details, uh, that, you know, if you press the details down arrow, like there'll be a link to, uh, those caches and stuff like that. I'm gonna have to check that out. Jack, be nice. Jack, you're gonna have to get on that. Find out where we can look at these because there are star forts all over the place. Um, and th- that's, that's going to be for an episode in, in and of itself. Yes. Uh, you can't, you, you can't look at these pictures. You can't look at this and people go, what the hell, what the heck's a star fort? And you show uh, them. There are three star forts on one Island in the Mediterranean, even. Right. Well, you have, yeah, you have an artificial Island where uh, statue of Liberty is, is a star fort on top of a star fort. Um, you have all this other stuff that goes along with the star forts, like artificial coastline, um, these are all things that we did not build. This stuff was here whenever who got here, got here. 
uh, whenever this was repopulated or whatever they do. So this whole reset theory is basically saying that around 18 something, they had to reset everything and repopulate everywhere. And they used this particular model human to populate the earth, which would make anything before that, all that history, complete and utter bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of what we know right. or we think we know, right. that's what we mean when we say everything is fake and gay. Mm-hmm. Is you know what we think we know, the stories we're peddled day after day after day, are fake. Right. I find the more more often they're peddled, the more often they're fake. It's a, yes. it's a pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good rule of thumb. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. All of us here have been into this for a little while. We talked about it off and on a lot. Um, what was, what was, we're going to go around the room and do, what was the one thing that you were like, hey, nah, nah, this is real. This is definitely a thing. Which one of you guys wants to go first? Wait, uh, definitely a thing or definitely fake? Or whatever. Whatever got you to take this shit serious. Go ahead, Reinhardt. You got a good oh. one. Oh, well, I mean, this I found way after I got involved in the, the Phantom Time mud flood stuff. I mean, again, that's what put me on the show. Uh, but this was a video that John Levi did a long time ago. Um, but it got me very, very interested was the exposition of the centenary of the opening of the ports of Brazil. Super long name. So this happened in 1908, was the centenary, so celebrating something that happened in 1808. These guys decided to build a ton of buildings. (laughs) Um, On the coast of Brazil, with the overgrown jungle, no pave roads whatsoever no houses in sight um, no civilian houses in sight uh, beyond tents that's that's one insane thing uh, if you look at one of the pictures I have posted in chat let's see I have ten it's one two three four five yep uh, the one that has the uh, postal on it it's supposed to be a postcard. You'll look, and it's supposed to be an industrial building, an industrial pavilion. It has a ton of tents and one small little pavilion that almost looks like a uh, like a food stand at Disney World outside of it. Um, but no, this was not... None of these were buildings meant to celebrate any sort of culture, um, Portuguese or Brazilian culture that may have existed. No, these buildings ended up being used for other purposes. None of them were meant to be used beyond November 1908. Uh, This whole thing ran from August to November the same year. Uh, They were built about six or seven months beforehand, I want to say. Um, And only one of them uh, 
was used afterwards. So some of these buildings that are here, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, some of these buildings that are here, do you, do you know what the designations for some of these buildings are? Like, um, oh yeah. Like, what about this one? Uh, what about this one at the very beginning that sort of looks like a water tower? Yeah, the the state pavilion. Yeah. Yeah, this thing had it apparently housed a lot of artwork. Um, was d- designed by a very famous Italian architect. I, I honestly, I looked at the Wikipedia page, looked at the architect that uh, supposedly designed this. Is very famous, uh, very strange man as well. He has a weird, very weird history, um, but he even had a strange feeling about designing something here in the middle of nowhere, which at this time, Rio de Janeiro was in the middle of nowhere. You can see the pictures in chat. There's overgrown mountains everywhere. There are non-paved roads. Um, Now the, let's see, one of the pictures that, yes, it's the postcard. This building was supposed to be the industry building. (laughs) industry pavilion was used as a military housing building well and and every single one of these pictures that you shared is a perfect example of what we were talking about with um just people mulling about there's just like it's this giant Mm -hmm. freaking building (laughs) but you have like four or five people just dicking around there's like a ladder there's a there's a ladder there's a there's some two by four scattered about uh, there's right. A du- there's, a there's a guy with an umbrella. An umbrella. Yeah. Yep. There's one guy. That's why I picked it. This is this is yeah. This is the you I know like a. Believe th- it. This is one of the World's Fair type events, right? This is a yes. Huge seeing, uh, the huge Bangu, event. Bangu factory building. There's a couple mm-hmm. of people just standing outside. One guy, he literally is like holding his holding his hand above his eyebrows like oh god what am i looking at right now oh the sun yeah it's this giant freaking building Mm -hmm. and every single picture has that vanilla sky effect yes yes every single picture that Uh, one that big rectangular um one with the rounded with the the arched windows and all the antiquitech antennas on the on the roof the gothic antennas this one has kind of a mixture of that gothic and the uh, the Greco-Roman. Yes, and that was used as a military barracks. <laughs> for because, you know, when you when you want to house your military, you want to make sure they have all kinds of... You look at the geography around here. It's all jungle. It's mountains, jungle, yeah, it's, right. untamed wilderness. And this stuff is just sitting right in the middle of it? Mm-hmm. What? Well, there's no... Where's, okay, so this is the expo, right? Where's this city? You know, for the people that live around there. Like, you know, where's pictures of the city? Right. There are none. Right. This is There all... are none. And, of course, of course you have, like, the, the, the what do they call, like, the onion domes on top of all these buildings doing the, the, right. the um, like, the tree of life pattern. So that's, that's got something to do with the energy. But you have, you have light posts. You have. And, and you also underground have the one that kind of looks like a sanit- sanitarium. 
Well, that, uh, well everything expires. Everything's the sanit. Well, the, all these things end up becoming sanitariums for some reason. Um, they always do, right? But the yeah. one building. Wait, talk about which one were you talking the, about? Uh, it's it's rectangular and it could be a church, but it's got it's got spire. It's got like, the one I was just talking the, about. Uh, what they? Oh, I see that one. Yeah, yeah. no, that one hundred percent looks like a sanitarium. Mm. Well, it does now. That's because what we are we, we know as sanitariums is what they turn these things into. But you've got you've got right. electric poles. You've got a power pole. See the guy that on that rectangular building yes. that I was talking about, the Gothic, right? Right there in the corner, they got the white pants. Okay, behind him, that's a power pole. Look at the top of that. That's got the little T for power lines and the little transformer looking thing right below it. See it? And then to the left, you've got a uh, you've got a light pole. You know, light pole that has. Um, what appears to be underground wiring or no wiring at all. I just couldn't believe this seeing it. And no. I've seen this video before, but a lot of this came from John Levi's video mm-hmm. on this event. And I watched it this morning at like five 30. My kid woke up. <laughs> oh God. I couldn't get back to sleep. So I decided to watch John Levi <laughs> oh. and I watched it again and thought just how insane this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always been a fan of Edgar Rice Burroughs. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan is one of my you know, favorite series. And the idea of colonization in, in distant lands, that kind of whole whole thing. But this, this goes way beyond that. This is not colonization of a distant land. This is a civilization that existed at one point mm-hmm. that these people found. Yeah, and it's all over. It's all over the world. It's not just you know, right. Not just it here. is and all over the world. This is the, just the funny what thing they is they happen to find in South America. Right, right. So this is the uh, National Exposition of whatever 1908, which is around the same time as a lot of these other ones start happening. Um, and did they did they destroy this stuff afterwards? Were these buildings torn down? Is that what happened? Yes, with this one too? I okay. believe the only okay. one that really survived was the. Um, the building in the postcard right that ended up being the military academy right right right, right. it was it was a military barracks or barracks excuse um, me but um look, look but this is an quick. expo right so this is supposed to be some sort of exposition none of these pictures have they don't even have they don't even have patrons there's nobody looking at anything you know there's nobody like at least in the world's fairs like the chicago one or the philadelphia one or whatever there's there's a lot of people milling about might not be doing anything but they're milling about and there's a lot of them there's nobody here. This is this is really right. a lot of incredible architecture, some ridiculous like that one uh, I was talking about with the onion domes and the curves and all the like look at all the detail on the stuff going up the steps on either side of the steps. Like that's absolutely insane to have nobody show up, you know. But um, Johnny, what? but Johnny, this is this is what European descended peoples do is they oh, right. build these things right, right. everywhere they go. Right. Everywhere they, European they, descended it's, it's people. It's hard work. It's, it's, right. it's sweat and right. blood. And- it's sweat, blood. And for some reason, well, this is one of the things I have a problem with uh, of all this stuff is all these buildings, like the, the Chicago World's first 200 buildings. Um, this is the ridiculous amount of buildings for this place. Um, so many buildings with so much insane architecture built around the same amount of time. Uh, were all these architects and construction companies, and it's always just the architect you hear about. You never hear about the construction. You always just hear about the architect and a lot and of the this stuff. Funder. 
and the, and who funded? Of course, funded. of course, of course. Um, but were all these architects like? Did they all go to the same school? Did they hang out together? Like all these architects, all these buildings are all going up all around the same period of time, all the same style, pretty much. Were all the construction companies building the same like way? Like, were there that many amazingly skilled? Were was this built by people that were amazingly skilled all at the same time? You know what I mean? This is like really intricate architecture. This is very this crap to say craftsmanship is that word doesn't work here. This stuff is amazing. You know, this, these buildings and the people that you see walking around them have horses and buggies, you know? So one of, one and they're of all the, built in the same, they're all built around the same, like 30 years, supposedly around the world. So, so one of the devil's advocate sort of like coping mechanisms I can understand is, all right, one of the one of the tropes with ancient aliens, like when they go to like Machu Picchu and Puma Punku and uh, Gobekli Tepe and Baalbek and stuff, is uh, how did ancient people do this without the assistance of advanced technology? Oh, it must be aliens, right? So, like one of the things when we I look at these these buildings that we have identified as being from a different age and stuff like when i went on my road trip and everything mm-hmm. i just tried to imagine that's it's only supposed to be 150 years old but i just really cannot fathom why you would spend the time and the effort to make some of these buildings with the means that existed at the time with whatever the uh, socioeconomic situation was at the at 150 right. years ago. None of it makes like any that sense. That building I visited at in Decatur, that 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 armory um, castle or whatever, it's it looks so fucking out of place. It doesn't make any fucking sense mm. that a bunch of cowboys are just going to whip this sucker up because they need an armory, right? You know, like to they right. Need protect to them from it, the like, engines. It's, it's it, well, not if 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 even right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And was um, this was this in the western U.S. or eastern? Decatur. Decatur is 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 uh, uh, going into the panhandle of Texas. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. There, where I'm from, there's like three different Decaturs. So. Ah. Right. I, I I was talking about the road trip I'd gone on, but I, basically, this sort of stuff is in the most weird places and mm-hmm. do you want to get to right. uh my yeah do yours are you are you good reinhardt anything else you want to add to that yeah i'm all good real, real uh, fair. there's one point i want to make at the very end um okay but otherwise go ahead dot dude i want to hear about this okay so in the middle of wyoming in a place called sherman is a pyramid it's just a in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming, in the middle of fucking nowhere, and so, it's called Ames Monument. So and, it's a um, it's a monument so to I, to Ames, somebody named Ames. Okay, mm-hmm. who's Ames? Well, apparently these guys. Oh, there's two of them. Yeah, uh, the Ames Monument is a large pyramid in Albany County, Wyoming, designed by Henry Hobson Richardson and dedicated to the brothers, Oak Ames and Oliver Ames. They were Union Pacific Railroad financiers. Okay. So apparently um, apparently they got busted doing some fraud, 
the official mm. narrative here is they got busted doing some fraud. So in order to distract from the fraud, they decided to build a pyramid. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, so when you you know it says public outcry, and this is the, from the official narrative on Wikipedia. Public outcry towards Oaks and other kings of frauds associated with scandal threatened the Ames family reputation and the Ames company that dated back to 1774 when the company started making steel-edge shovels. The Ames company later sold axes and shovels to miners. You know, so like they had this, uh, they had this, you know, like long-standing family history. Memory of the financial scandal that surfaced in 1873 had not been forgotten when the Union Pacific Railroad Company built the monument. The Union Pacific Railroad Board of Directors voted in 1875 to erect the Grand Ames Monument in part to help reclaim some of the company's luster lost during implications of fraud. That's (laughs) the dumbest thing I've ever heard because literally – Maybe reason I've ever heard to build anything. Well, because you want to when you want to memorialize people who built a railroad, you 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 want to build a pyramid. You know what I mean? Like when I think railroads, I definitely think uh, railroad CEOs pyramid definitely. So uh, I posted one of the pictures in the chat. Uh, It shows a human being in relation Mm -hmm. to this monument. Now, one one thing I want to say is. I think we're just looking at the top of something. I think I agree. If you kept I think if if we were in a sane uh um, realistic realistically curious society and culture, uh we would be digging around this thing to get to the bottom because mm. it looks well, like it looks like something's just poking out the top. And I I would I would love to know what the fuck is at the bottom. But it anyway, it definitely like, looks like a Nubian pyramid from the south of Egypt. Right, and like, so they put like a stone on it, I think, that says Ames Monument and has like their images and stuff and just like kind of, they just kind of like remove a block and like put the stone there instead. Yeah, they... To kind of get, to kind of make you think that it's like, I I would love to see... It looks like they chiseled out a square on each side of it and put uh, like a poured relief of... One of the Ames brothers' faces. It doesn't belong at all. It's the wrong color. It's the wrong texture. Uh, it's definitely not original. So, do you guys remember when I popped on for the Halloween live episode? Yes. Uh, I had just seen something that that this reminded me of very much, but it wasn't made as well because, like the, the with the Ames monument, it looks like it looks like oh. each stone is cut completely perfectly. That but picture was. That was from Texas, right? It was no. a weird pyramid. No, the weird pyramid. The third picture I dropped is the Confederate pyramid in the Richmond uh, Hollywood Cemetery. Right. Oh no, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. While while exploring that while exploring that cemetery, looking for spoopy stuff on Halloween, I come up over the hill uh, and I saw this pyramid in the distance. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And and just being up on it, like you're just like, why, why? And 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 as I got closer, finding out it's a Confederate War Memorial for the Confederate dead, I was just I was just blown away. I was like, 
Wow, I'm shocked. Just- with all the with all the fucking Black Lives Matter nonsense that I saw in Richmond on the way there, I was shocked that that thing was even standing. Yeah. I mean, so this thing has its own capstone. Is it dedicated to anyone or anything? I see. Oh, actually, I see something in the middle of it. Yeah. In the bottom the layer. It says. What does it say? Something, something, Patrick. Something, something, Patrick. I don't know. Apartment D. Okay. It looks like. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Apartment D. <laughs> That's what it looks like. APTD. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some dude like in nineteen ninety seven built it. Yeah. I took a bunch of really good pictures of that uh Confederate monument, but I don't have them I don't have them readily available. Yeah. So so you believe it is an actual Confederate monument that it was I built? I have I have no time. idea because because when you when you come up close to it, <coughs> the stones aren't like cut to perfection and laid there. <laughs> yeah, like they're like Saxe woman. Yeah, if you if yeah, the Ames Monument, it looks. I mean, it looks like those granite stones are cut to perfection to right. size. And when right. when you look at the when you look at the Confederate War Memorial, uh, if you if you're able to zoom in on the picture I put in the chat, you could tell that the rocks aren't aren't exactly like precise or anything. They're pretty good around the corners. They're pretty tight. They're not. It's not that bad. I mean, it's not as perfect. As the one out in uh, Wyoming, but that's actually right. not that bad, and I don't believe that that I have a hard time believing that that's just a Confederate monument too. No, I, I believe I believe they put the graveyard around it, but yeah, like yeah. It, it's, oh yeah, it's yeah. Um, hang on, it's uh, it says zooming in on it, Numini et Patriae Esto, Asto. Okay. All right, we need to get that translated. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I'll, I'll do the in- no. no, I'll no. do the work. All right. I, uh, but Jack's so, the intern. I know. Give it to Jack. Let Jack. Yeah, but I enjoy no. doing the stuff. Give, all right. All right, language guy. All right. Um, so how, keep going. So the Ames money. Monument being built by the Ames brothers themselves. So it was like a self-memorialization, too. It was like to to cast what supposedly to to get people's... I don't know to distract them from the fact that they were defrauding people or something. Well, it's supposed to have something to do with the transcontinental railroad, well, they which, were, according to the reset theory, already was there. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah. That's the other thing is that the the railroad theory uh, that it was here, all this stuff, a lot of this infrastructure was already here, and it makes a lot of sense that it was. It really does. Uh, saw, it really I've, does. I've even heard, seen another theory that hasn't really been discussed on any of these videos, but that the uh, the ra- the original railroad pattern has to do with uh, ley lines across the country. Yeah, that, I've heard that, that it, and that may have something to do with free energy. Okay, I heard, I hadn't heard that last part, but I did hear the ley lines thing. That that makes sense. That that's what it would be about. Um. But are the Ames, yeah. So the Ames monument, uh, apparently, one one of the part of the story is that it's built where it was built because that's where the East met the West, supposedly, and they ended up moving the train tracks eighty miles south into Utah or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because you know you just up and move the transcontinental railroad eighty miles. 
I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. None of that makes any sense. Um, mm-hmm. And again, you know, when I think railroad tycoon, I think pyramid. So, um, so this might be a monument for the guy who built whatever he did. It's Dumini et Pastri Asto, so, okay. which means for his and his father also in Latin. Okay. So, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Looks it like that, it also looks like they could have just slapped that on. They do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only stone that has anything written on it. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of you see a lot of this facading being done a lot of times. So they'll just slap letters or uh, some of the things I was watching. Um, what is it, the eighteen fifty one videos? It's John Levi and the guy who goes by Wooden Nichols. Um, and they're yes. just laughing at the stuff that's written, you know, for purveyance of passengers and something else. And it's like like dogs like written underneath it. It's like bacon. Six, bacon. That's right. Bacon. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> like what? Um. But um, all right. So the Ames Monument was the one that, that kind of got you into this like solidly or like what that's the one that you're just like, what the fuck the most about? Um. This made me want to look a lot deeper into it because it just it went into what the official narrative was. Like, first of all, I had no idea it even fucking existed. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, if I if if I had known it even existed, I was like, wow, that's weird. There's this weird little pyramid in Wyoming. Like, what? What? Why? Right. But when he starts discussing the official narrative aspect of it mm-hmm. in the video, I was just like, that is the corniest goddamn shit i am so much more interested in this than i was because at, at first i was like yeah yeah it's a pyramid and you know like who knows where it came from or anything but like the fact that they decided to attach a story that absurd to it mm-hmm. that that gave the entire uh curiosity aspect much more credence and it's and and, and like with the the pyramid in richmond it's just so odd because when i went to stone mountain in Atlanta, Georgia, because I, I really thought that with the way things were going, I, I really feel like they're going to try to dynamite fucking Stone Mountain in my lifetime, or just the you know just the the face on the front, or, or I mean the uh, the three guys on the front. Right. Now he's in John Levi's video where he talks about how, um, oh God, where are the four presidents' faces? Uh, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. He says Mount Rush, like the whole Mount Rushmore story is bullshit. The same artist who supposedly did Mount Rushmore also did Stone Mountain. Mm -hmm. Well, so who the fuck are those three people really on Stone Mountain? Right. Yeah. And who are the people that are? Who are the people that are on? uh, That are on Mount Rushmore? You know, none of these. That's the thing. Is this this calls into? you know, into question all of American history, pretty much. I can't tell you how awe-inspiring Stone Mountain is mm. in, in person. Like when you're standing in front of that uh, of that carving, mm-hmm. it is fucking amazing. Yeah, and to think that you know, you try to picture, okay, what if I was asked to commission to do this, and then when you find out the official narrative of Stone Mountain that they did it by blowing out pieces with dynamite, yeah. and shit like that, dynamite that seems and like pickaxes, an awfully 
imprecise way of getting to the final result of what Stone Mountain is, and I don't, I, I don't fucking buy it. No, I don't buy that either. It's same with with uh, Mount Rushmore, the uh, hammers, chis, you know, sledgehammers, chisels, and dynamite method. I don't know, man. That those things are very smooth, uh, very, very like the eyes, especially the eyes. The shine in the eyes. Yes, the shine. You can actually see the shine in their eyes. There's depth to it. You know what I mean? You're not getting that with dynamite. I'm sorry. Dynamite is probably the most imprecise, and it's offensive that that is what they tell you that they're uh, that that's how they did it. It's offensive. Like that's they're <laughs> that's what they think of you. You're stupid enough to believe that they blew that shit out with dynamite. Um, okay, so my turn. Do my turn. Okay. Yes. Um. Uh, Reinhardt temporarily had to go back to Agartha, so uh, yeah, let's let's hope he comes back and let's oh. say a prayer for him that a dinosaur doesn't eat eat him. Okay, well, hopefully he doesn't get eaten. All right, um, so my turn. Where are we going to start? Okay, so I lived in the Bay Area for a long time, San Francisco. Um, I worked out in San Francisco for, for quite a while. It's a very interesting city. It's got a lot of the same characteristics as uh, as Washington D.C. does. A lot of Masonic um, buildings, a lot of Masonic-looking buildings, a lot of these Phoenician-looking buildings, a lot of these old Tartarian buildings, a lot of the um, Greco-Roman, the reset stuff. You know, it's all right there. Uh, but this this city, you know, the the biggest little city on the West Coast. Was founded in like the eighteen, you know, the eighteen hundreds. What was it? Eighteen, eighteen fifty something. Yeah. No, it was founded in in seventeen seventy six. Okay, by itself, but that was colonists from Spain, and um, they established the Presidio. That was now the Presidio is one of these things that is an amazing. It's a star fort. First of all, it's a star fort. I don't care. You have to look at it from above. The Presidio is a star fort, and that is where the military ended up. And still is in San Francisco. Um, there's all kinds of top secret CIA shit at the Presidio. Uh, and then you have the, um, and then the Golden Gate, and uh, which is the Golden Gate Bridge, and then the the Mission, the San Francisco Mission. Those are the few things that they just started back in the late 70s. There was nobody there. Just a few, you know, just a few uh, Catholic monks, you know, some colon, a few colonists. Um, but then 1849, you got the California gold rush and a few thousand people made their way west and, you know, fought their way west and they fought bears and engines and they killed buffalo and they finally got to the west and they were panning for gold and they realized that gold there wasn't as much gold as they thought there was maybe out there. And so between 1850 and 1878 that is 28 years in 28 years they built san francisco from a tiny little mining town and when i think mining town and i'm pretty sure everybody else does you think um you know gun smoke or uh whatever you know raw high these old these old westerns you know the old west towns little tiny little western towns where everything's a little clapboard uh single story building they have the little porch where you tie your horse up with little swinging saloon doors. 
right? <laughs> that's it's so absurd. You that's know? your mining town, people, right? And you got you know you got your fucking Yosemite Sam, your your what's his name, the Jew Yosemite Yosemite Samuel, whatever. Yo Semite. Yo Semite. Yo Semite. Yeah. Samuel Somethingstein. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah. No, that 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 hurt me. So Did it really? Did it really? It, it really hurt. It really hurt you that the Warner Brothers. Did, oh my like, god. Come on. Oh, next on. thing you're gonna tell me is is Bugs Bunny is a transvestite. I mean you would know. Did you, we gotta do the we gotta do the digit transvestite because he dresses like oh, the a transvestite. Girl no, we got well of course he is, yeah, but you know. And he kisses men. So all right. Um there's all so, kinds of degeneracy in the old you know, the people like the old Bugs Bunny was okay. No, it wasn't. Anyways, all right, so twenty-eight years, twenty-eight years. So eighteen forty nine, we'll call it eighteen forty nine, so twenty-nine years. In 29 years, there's this picture, and it is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 segment panoramic shot from one of the many peaks in probably, probably Twin Peaks, where they took panoramic shot to put it together of San Francisco. And it's got Roads and highways and several story building. Twenty eight years in twenty eight years, these people, these people built this thing. It is this city is established. And if you look and you zoom in on this and this stuff, there are there are churches with spires and several. And I mean, there's there's old buildings and excavation sites, and there's like there's gothic stuff. There's there's a huge gothic church that I believe is still there. There's the mission. There is this huge what looks to be um, Russian architecture. Uh, there, there's the the mission. The San Francisco mission is huge. You also have the armory, the, which is you know there for whatever reason at all. It's a gigantic red brick building because you know they needed to protect themselves from the pirates or whatever. There's so much of the, and It's 28 years. So these miners. Oh and my God! And the mansions, the mansions, these huge Victorian mansions that were just inherited by these people that just walked into this amazing city. There's no way. Twenty-eight years. There's no way. In twenty-eight years, they went from picks and shovels and horses and and covered wagons. No, and it just doesn't. I, I, there's no way. I don't believe it. There's it. It's impossible to build. Hey. All this architecture, all this stuff, all this gothic, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to drop links to pictures or something uh, or put pictures in the description somehow. Maybe we can do, find- do a mega file. Hang on a second. Maybe we can do like a mega file or something. Jack, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I could probably put something together. All right. Yeah. Take these pictures and drop them into a, into like one of those things and we'll, we'll post it in or like a Dropbox link or something and we'll put it in the, uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes so people can look at what we're talking about. Um, it's just incredible that from a thousand people or maybe 15, I don't remember how many it was 1500 or so that the first that started out to, uh, you know, to the mining town that was San Francisco. You know, there's probably several thousand. Okay, okay. Say twenty-five thousand people came out there. Say twenty-five. Let's say twenty-five. Let's say fifty thousand. San Francisco's gold rush. Blah blah blah. The largest city of it, uh, largest city on the West Coast at the time, became a consolidated county. Population. Let me just look this. What's the population, Jack? What was the population of San Francisco in 1878? Because this city in the pictures is pretty much what San Francisco looks like right now. If you colorize this picture. It pretty much looks like 
what San Francisco is now. Everything's just like, you know, got a little bit more modern update to it. San Francisco, I lived in San Francisco for a couple months. It's vast. Yeah. It's 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 vast and the topography is is very unique mm-hmm. for a city. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it's it's very odd the way that it's structured as well. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this panoramic picture, let's just say you're right and there's 50,000 people that live there. There's no need for 50 there's no way that all 50,000 of those people need that many houses of worship that look like that they're so completely well done and and beautiful. (laughs) Um, And that's just picking out like two or three of the buildings in that panorama. And, and and there's hundreds, there's hundreds. And another thing that bothers me is the, is the idea that, um, okay. If it's a gold rush, then you're talking about a disparate, groups of people from all over the country mm-hmm. who have no common interest it, with the exception of finding this gold, right? It requires right. much more coordination and effort in order to make a city that looks like the city that's in that panoramic picture. You, you have to have a lot more in common than just the pursuit of a precious metal. Right. And this is this is 28 years, you know, and even even let's just say that these people did do that. There's no way they did it in 28 years. So it's uh, the population. So it only goes uh, for every ten years that it's showing. So in 1880, it was 233,959. So 233,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. 200,000. This city and this picture is the city of millions. Like the pic. Right? Am I wrong? Like look. Right. Look to the the, the far left. The far left is houses as far as you can see housing houses 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 and and they're all the same architectural style and a lot of them a lot of them still seem to be there like i could probably i could probably you know not get lost driving around these streets um it's amazing like and all the way through and there's all this houses houses and in the churches even so okay so 200,000 okay fine 200,000 um So in 28 years, 200,000 people showed up. And for some reason, they built amazing, I mean, an amazing amount of churches. And these are huge Gothic churches. I, in one panel alone, I count one, two, three buildings in this one panel. The, the next panel is this huge Gothic church in the middle. And you can see one further in the back. So in three panels, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You've got nine of these huge Gothic churches, just in just three panels out of this 13 panel panoramic. It doesn't make any sense. None of this stuff makes any sense, even for 200,000 people. It's, it's, which the numbers don't make sense anyways, considering that, you know, just a few years before, uh, what was Jack, what was the, uh, 1840s to 1850s? Uh, 40s to 50s, uh, like a thousand. Right. Okay. So it had, what's the percent growth from a thousand well, to 230,000? It's 200,000. So it, it's weird how it's doing. It, so it says 1848, 1000. Then it goes 1849, 25. Then 1852, 34. And it just grows exponentially. Okay. So it was in one year, they had 25,000 people show up. And this is what they started. There's no way. The city is not. 
the city is way too big and modern and mm -mm. this was not built by miners and like you said a disparate group of people you know this would probably be a very diverse um meaning you know there were probably well, who were the settlers who were the people that settled san francisco originally there were the there were the spanish the spanish conquistadors and, and spaniards and whatever and then i guess later there's a lot of irish for some reason somehow a lot of irish ended up on the west coast Okay, and it, another thing is Italians too. Have have you noticed how the prominent cities to the, of the western portion of the United States, their official narrative is just so much worse. Like it seems like it's it seems like they got lazier and lazier with mm -hmm. the origin stories of these places as they went along. Right. These cities that they inherited. Be, yeah, because because it's uh, maybe there was less and less to inherit. Uh, um, for whatever I, whatever cataclysm there was, what do you mean like, less uh, and less to yeah. inherit? Um, well, okay, take Buffalo for instance, where there seems to be a lot of shit that is, uh, you know, Tartarian or mm. mud flood from from Buffalo and St. Louis and Chicago and uh, Nashville, like with the Parthenon that that Reinhardt used to work at and stuff, and and. Uh, but then uh, the further you go west, the less the less and less of these buildings there seem to have been, mm -hmm. with the exception of with the exception of the very west coast. But then it, it it's like uh, in order to get through the realm, they had to, uh, it, you know, it's like the people trickled down to the west. You know, like, like for some reason, for some reason, the inheritors chose the the eastern the easternmost cities uh, to to populate you know first or the or more mm. I, I well i don't know man i mean like these cities all kind of came around about the same time like the chicago salt lake so yeah i don't know when was seattle founded i'm not yeah the west coast cities nobody talks too much about seattle um but san francisco yeah everybody like all these san francisco's got a ton a ton of this architecture and I mean, like everywhere, it's huge. All these, the Masonic, and of course, the Masonic Temple sits up on, on um, Knob Hill, the big Masonic Temple, which uh, I went to a comedy show there and Dave Attell was the host. And he's like, yeah, we're here tonight in this building where uh, a bunch of pedophiles rape babies. Ha 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 ha. And talk about the Masonic Temple. Yeah, that's real funny. Yeah, well, you know, like, um, um, anyway, when I, when I was in Dallas, Looking mm -hmm. at at the older buildings of Dallas, there's this beautiful Greco-Roman Presbyterian church, mm -hmm. and it's I mean it's mind blowing how fucking beautiful this building is. Right across the street, right across the fucking street is the Masonic building. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's like, it, and and that's not. Mm, that's not even the most like the, that Presbyterian church isn't even one of the most fascinating buildings that's in Dallas. There's a, there, there's a Catholic, there's a Catholic church that's made out of the red brick with the, the, the copper spires mm -hmm. and spires and everything. And I, I man, we'll get in. I, sorry. That's a rabbit hole. We'll get into that another time. What's that? The <laughs> copper? No, the, the, no, the, the, the stuff I saw in Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, well, it's there's, been there my whole life. It's right. been there my fucking whole life. Well, I just didn't even like, 
I, I did. Uh, one one of the crazy things about uh, getting into this reset and mud flood theory stuff is you start to look at architecture that you've taken for granted your whole life mm-hmm. in a completely different way. Oh sure. Uh, you know, I grew up in Connecticut and going in, t- in New York and going back and forth between those two. I mean, there's, you know, the, the Capitol building in Connecticut has the gold dome on it. I mean, like they had a gold dome, um, and like, you know, going over, uh, was it the Tappan Zee bridge or the Brooklyn bridge? There's the little army base down there. Well, that's a star fort. I mean, like I've looked at it a hundred, hundred, 150 times. It's a star fort. Like, you know, now that I look at it, I can see it now, but yeah, it's crazy looking at this stuff. Um, like the stuff in the Bay Area, you've got the like the Palace of Fine Arts. There's always a Palace of Fine Arts, the Palace, Palace of Fine Arts, with all this stuff. Um, and in the Presidio, you've got that's the other thing. That was the other thing about San Francisco is the stuff around uh, Golden Gate Park. All these these buildings that you know, the park and the layout of that. Like, how was that done back in eighteen? 18- 60 or whenever the park was done, you know, and these people, how did they trench? I don't even care about the architecture and how they built it. Like these people trenched out and diverted water with what horses and buggies and, and, uh, wood, you know, no, no, these people, the story, the narrative that we're given of the people that traveled across the country that, you know, that settled this country is that they were, uh, pioneers and they carved out this nation out of the forests, you know, and, uh, the, the wilderness and, you know, these pioneers, they built log cabins, they built wood, wood structures, wood frame structures. Um, all these cities, all these cities have all this amazingly elegant architecture that's made of brick and stone and this concrete. And again, who the hell's pouring concrete in 1860 with your horse and buggy? You know, where's, where's your, where's your, your concrete buggy that's rolling the concrete, you know, turning it and turning it like it has to do. No, there's none of this stuff makes any sense. The construction doesn't make any sense. The excavation doesn't make any sense. None of this stuff. Damn. (laughs) Am I right though? I mean, I'm like looking at it, it, like looking at this stuff again. And I was talking, I was talking to my, uh, to family members and they were like, you know, um, the funny part is, is uh, one of them tried to catch me up on something by asking my wife, you know, what what does she think about all this? And she's like, well, I'm I'm kind of the one that's getting in, you know, getting into star forts and stuff now. Uh, he was gonna try and he was gonna try and do the like the the double BTFO, but it didn't work. Um, we were because ta- we were talking about San Francisco, we were talking about uh, Salt Lake City. Like Salt Lake City doesn't make any sense. The story of Salt Lake City makes absolutely no sense. This thousand people was it? How many people? 10,000? 1,500. 1,500 uh, people. John Levi goes on at length with Salt Lake City because mm-hmm. of his proximity to it. Right. You know, that, like he doesn't live far away from it and he right. grew up around that area. And and it's not just the it's not just the Mormon temple, which is 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 crazy enough. Mm-hmm. But the, but when he shows uh, like the other I mean, people can watch these videos on their own of his Salt Lake City stuff, but the, when they're pretending in these photos with Vanilla Sky to be building this monument, mm-hmm. there are already buildings that are there. grand that already exist. He's like, why would they? Why would they build another place to worship when they have this amazing building that's just right behind it? Literally, directly behind it, where uh, where they quote built the temple is the um, 
Oh, what's that building called? The domey looking building behind it. I forgot what it's called. But yeah, but uh, he, that's not uh, the he only shows thing. A wider view of the city, and it shows like shacks, right? Like 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 sh- like shack saloons. And like, stuff I, like, that. like I was talking about the clapboard, single story, you know, saloon over here, taxidermist over there. Like yeah. Um, so, yeah, wait, one of the but worst then you have of these. What I was gonna say is these Mormons. These Mormons not only built that, but they also built some sort of a of an Orthodox church. You know, for all the Orthodox people that were there with them, which is almost as grand as the Grand Temple. So it's not just the Mormon stuff that's that's there in Salt Lake. So there's so much more to that than than we're being told. All this stuff it just calls into question the narrative for everything about the history of of basically this country. And it's like, and people are going to be so mad. I know they are. They're going to be real mad. People are going to get big mad over this. I I guess like I don't really oh. care. Yeah, but like, Johnny already, and Dogbot mad at me because I of other things I pointed out. Yeah, so, like right, I, I and really I already care. I already you know I already deny the moon landing and I deny NASA and oh. I, yeah, and I oh, deny by the way, Earth. If you if if you subscribe to our uh, Paranormies presents a uh, 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 Telegram channel. You can listen to the Wagon the Moon Doggy audiobook. It's only like five hours long. I listened to it today while I was at work. It was it was uh, narrated very well. It's a great, uh, great, great production of that book. The guy that read it, it makes it yeah, I liked so it much. A lot. Yeah, it's funny. Did you hear the outtakes? Like one of the couple of chapters have outtakes where he's just laughing at the stuff McGowan wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, okay, so like I've never, I, I never really considered the moon landing stuff very much it just he he brought forth some very compelling oh very you've compelling ne- we, you know what we, you've never talked about what you believe the moon landing or not whether, um whether or man, not you, you know like i grew up I, I i grew up thinking we did this like amazing thing but like when you point out like a lot of the technical stuff and then you point out the f- uh, photographic evidence and then you point out other things it's like it not you specifically i just mean like stuff that right. has to do with the moon landing. sure like it's it, it's impossible not to for me to say the whole thing was fake and gay right because and, Absolutely. And, and, and it sucks and that sucks but you know it's 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 like really they mm-hmm. eight times they managed to land this thing on there without without any problems right but the, except the one time they had a big problem then they made the movie about it, and Tom Hanks, and everybody saved the day, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, Tom I, Hanks I, in that it, movie. There you go. There you go, Tom Hanks again. It's one of those things I I typically don't bring up mm-hmm. because people get so upset about it. Well, it's it's you know, one like, of it, the it, major it, it, tent poles. It's it's one of the big tent poles of American exceptionalism. And it, oh, yeah, it's but like, for our guys, it's also the uh, the Werner White von Achievement. Braun, you know, yes, like, Werner von Braun and my White Achievement. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, you're I, talking to me. Okay. There, are, if the two people that know this the best, it's me and Alt Skull. We get the most shit for this from everybody. Um, I've been told I'm going to go to an anti-white extermination camp because of this. Um, uh, I mean, are there any other kind? Anyway, like anyway. I, ha- I was talking to someone who no uh, no 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 it's it's it, no because I'm I'm anti-white and anti-whites go to the extermination camp. That's what. Oh, he's yeah. gonna send you there. Yes. Oh, so yes. in three like, months. In three months. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That that that. Don't 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 give that. I'm gonna. That. 
Anyways, um, yes, because the, we deny the moon landing. Whatever. Uh, back to Tartaria reset mud flood theory. Um, no, I understand where you're. I understand where you're coming from there. From that though, yes. Yeah, so go to our Telegram channel and you can listen to Dave McCowan's Dave McGowan's book, Wagging the Moon Doggy. Um, but there is so much to get into with this reset theory. Uh, like I said, we could do episodes on all the things. I think we should. We should do Star Forts and we should do um, the World's Fair. The World's Fair stuff, man. It's so creepy. The history, yeah, like, just, so, like all of it's creepy too, on top of it. Yeah, so uh, I, on its face, it seems absurd. Mm hmm. But the more and more you start looking into the stuff that they did during World's Fairs <coughs> and things that purportedly happened there, there's a sinister tinge to them that I just did not really expect, uh, except for the, the, the more and more stuff that gets brought up about it. You know, and there, there, something, something really dark occurred, and we are the you know, fourth, maybe what fifth generation removed from whatever that was. Mm -hmm. and, and we may never like, and here's the thing. We can't prove any of this. Just like I uh, just, just like, I can't prove that one thing that people are pissed off about me for, you know? Well, we uh, gotta, yeah. We're, when we're done with this a little bit, we got a little bit of that. Oh, well, it, and you know, Lord knows I love to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> well, we can save it. We'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save that. But uh, here's here's the thing. There's if if you're thinking of uh, uh, I don't even like saying this. If you're thinking objectively about it, mm -hmm. <laughs> <coughs> because people are like, well, if you're really thinking objectively, you wouldn't think all this crazy, stupid shit. Yeah. Okay. But I mean. Well, all would these you official though? narratives aren't, aren't all these official narratives absurd? Can that's, you really picture it? You know, like that's the thing. Like, doesn't that bother some of these people? Like, doesn't the the absurdity of the official narrative? I think I think it's that's purposeful. Like the fact that they get people to believe these absurd things makes it it makes it seem that like the stuff we talk about or, or whoever you know, is trying to dispel their preconceived notions. Um, it makes it seem, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't actually, I, again, I don't get it because the official narrative oftentimes is a hundred times more absurd than what the truth really is. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do with some people. Uh, but yes, look at this stuff. I mean, you can't, you can't look at St. Augustine an aerial view of St. Augustine and not see the star fort. You're like, okay, how'd that get there? Or with New York, once you start seeing them, you know, uh, the, the artificial coastlines, the, the uh, pedestal, the pedestal, pedestal of like, the statue of Liberty is a star fort, right? It's a star fort on top of a star fort. There's all kinds of this stuff and it's all over the country. There's, there's pieces of star forts and they, Oh, they always end up. That's a star fort. And they're like, well, it became a fort during the, whatever Indian war of 1842, or it became uh, a Confederate fort during the civil war, or this became, uh, it's always, they become, okay, that's fine. It became there. What the fuck was it first? I think like, they tried to rebuild one in either South Carolina or Florida. 
and they couldn't figure out how it was built to begin with. Right. That's but that's the thing. That's the thing. Okay. Um, all these things. If you look at the the official narrative, it's like it became a Confederate fort. It became of for an outpost used during the blah 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 Indian War. Uh, it became like with the uh, with with the stuff in Salt Lake City. The temple was announced in 18 such and such. This was announced here. It was just like, okay, there was no construct. Don't talk about construction. There's no talk about like, there was just, a, you know, and the other next one was opened in this time. It's like none of this stuff, like with the star forts, you know, how did they become? How did they become a fort? What was it first? These things. Did, oh, my dog Jack is, hang on a, a second. Of... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm being attacked by a dog here. Jack posted a picture of uh, a rendering of San Francisco in 1848. Mm-hmm. Oh, a rendering of San Francisco in 1848. All right. Let me see that. Right. Yes. So, so when is the panorama taken? 1878. That's 30 years so later. So in 30 years. In 30 years, all yes. Came up. Yes, there we go. Right. Yeah, Jack, we got to put all this stuff. That's the 30, I remember it. Yep, there we go. I've Way seen ahead of you. I've already got the mega made. All right, cool. I've I've seen uh from a sketch by JC Ward Esquire. Um this is ridiculous. And I've se- I've seen uh at different restaurants in San Francisco like they you know they have like historical pictures and whatever. Mm-hmm. And because you know you had all the Barbary pirates and stuff that you know that's where a lot of San Francisco's cool history is um you know it involves pirates. Well, Okay, this looks butt more like pirates. Well, yeah, now it's butt pirates. Exactly. Um, I had to do that. I, I know so you did. Childish. It's fine. It's, fine. So. it's San Francisco. They deserve it. Um, but it's just November 1848. And then in you know 1878, it's this huge, sprawling, congested. Some of these, like these buildings, if you zoom in and look, they're old. These buildings are old. There's age on these buildings. You know, there's trees. Oh, yeah, there's trees. You can see there's there's landscaping and stuff this, this is just this is not this is, this is not normal this is not happening like yeah that. that that's part of the photograph analysis that that does get brought up is if this stuff was just whipped up for this fair or mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. thing why are those trees fully mature and in a line like that around where this building is right right and these yeah, trees we're not talking about saplings we're talking about fully grown huge trees that mm-hmm. are at least 20 years old some of in these, order to get to that maturity, some of these in the the pictures from San Francisco look like the trees are at least fifty years old. Uh, and you have you have okay, then the Chicago World's Fair, you have uh, landscaping, like the Japanese. That's like some sort of a Japanese house, you know, and uh, with with like typical Japanese landscaping and whatever. But it's all extremely mature, like trees that would have to be. F- 30, 40 years old. In the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco, you have trees in uh, 18, I forgot whatever it was with the, the pictures that I saw. I, I'd have to look. But 1870 uh, something, 1880 something, whatever. These trees look to be 40 feet tall. You know, um, or no, it was for the uh, the World's Fair that was out there, the Panama. It was called the, the Panama Pacific International Exposition. That's right. It was uh, 1915. That's right. That was San Francisco had their World's Fair during World War One. Like, so what? These people, there's one of, I think it was one of John Levi's lines was, uh, I guess the people from Europe braved all the German U-boats to come to San Francisco. 
to see the World's Fair? It's just, it's so insane. It's insane. I mean, like, the narrative is, they, it's, it, you have to so be insane many, to believe it. Like, part of the uh, the skepticism of what we're talking about is, well, wouldn't these people have written journals or left diaries or, or of something to show that this shit happened or didn't happen? Mm-hmm. You know, just like, I think I heard, um, I think I, I, well, I heard a... There's What's this, the flat earth guy we had on? Uh, he said, you know, he said in a video, you need to go ask your, you know, anybody who's over 90 years old, you need to go about get flat as earth, much information. Right. Yeah. It, you know, that they, that they talked about the earth being flat in school and stuff like that. And like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible to know. It's impossible to know. Cause we can't go. We, right. We can't go. But now, who's to say? Oh, the, one of the other questions is like, well, why didn't the Native Americans tell anybody this story? Who's to say they didn't? Who's to say they didn't? Maybe it was one of the reasons why the Indians got wiped out. Who knows? Maybe because they were shutting down. They were shutting it down. Who? who we yeah, don't know. Do you think? The, do you think uh, what alcohol has done to their community? Do you think? Do Do you think that they're holding on to the oral traditions the way that they're that 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 the mythology around that culture is built up to be? I, I doubt it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty sad. And of course, you know, of course we have people that, you know, believe that none of these people have ever evolved past the Stone Age. And that's not for a whole other thing. But yeah, what else, man? There's so much, there's so much stuff. We don't have time. Uh, This was a two hour show. Plus we're into the, we're about 20 minutes into hour three. So let's wrap this up. Uh, We got a creepypasta. Reinhardt has not come back. Hopefully everything is good. Make sure. Oh, go ahead. Didn't you say you had something? I do. We'll okay. save it for we'll save it for the midweek. Okay. We'll save it. We'll All save right. it. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Reinhardt apparently is still dealing with the dragon. I don't know what he's doing, but um, we're gonna get out of uh, here. Fo- uh, follow me. Uh, on uh, get oh, on yeah. my channel on Telegram. Chupacabra oh, yeah. underscore kennel. Chupacabra kennel on Chupacabra underscore kennel. And ours is the Paranormies present. Uh, We have our Telegram channels. Check it out. It's cool. We we share some fun stuff. Alt skulls in there. Download our stuff on Paranormies.com. Oh, absolutely. Download it off of. Actually, I don't know. I have to figure out what's going on with that. I don't think you can physically download it from Paranormies. I think I have to do something with the website to get it to download. I think you can only stream through the website. But I want to ask our fans to please download the episodes and save them somewhere to an external hard drive or some non-cancelable way. Ah, us, yes. Please. Yes. In case in case our our stuff goes away. Um, we are going to we are going to be uploading stuff to BitChute uh, soon too. And I, Jack, I got that thumb drive for you, so we must be sending that out. So we'll get seasons one and two again up there for everybody who wants to to check them out. And they don't have to go to archive. We'll actually have them. Um, hey, who who plays our stuff on D Live, but has like bears eating salmon in the river? Oh, like, Fash well, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Somebody showed you that. Fash Gordon's uh, he's a good friend of ours. Yeah. He was on the Titanic episode. He did the John Titor episode. Yeah. He was on the uh, circumcision. Or uh, not circumcision, but the Kellogg. Well, it was kind of a circumcision yeah. episode. Gross. All right. All right. We're actually <laughs> going to get out of here. One time. more thing. What? Oh, what, thing. Jack? Uh, send us your spoopy stories to paranormiescampfire at gmail.com. Yes. Do that. 
Um, the first episode is ready. I don't know. Am I supposed to put it? Do you guys want it put up on the RSS now? Or how do you guys, how are we doing this? Oh, I, I don't know. But can I, can I make one disclaimer? Sure. Um, I've been getting blown up about um, some Star Wars person being canceled from a Star Wars show. Yes, that beast is a dude. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. That was all, all right. And, yeah. and, and guys, Star Wars is cape shit. I know you don't want to believe it, but Star Wars is just as cape shit as any Marvel product and everything else. I used to love the first three Star Wars movies when I was a kid. I totally understand all that, but what they've turned it into is just like every other consumer fucking cape shit product. So, right. You know, uh, don't care. Don't care if the tranny got kicked off the cape shit show. Okay. Yes. Well, that spoils what I was going to talk about next week. But anyways. Oh, well, uh, we can still talk about it. Sure, I guess we can. It's, it's all right. It's all right. All right. So we're going to for dog bots. I'm Johnny. Jack's here, too. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. There was a middle-aged woman who was very fat and desperately wanted to lose weight. She had tried all sorts of fad diets, but none of them seemed to work. Exercise was out of the question because she was just too lazy and she lacked the willpower to force herself to eat less. One day, she was leafing through a magazine when she came across an advertisement for diet pills. Guaranteed weight loss in just two weeks, said the ad. The company was selling the diet pills over the internet, so the woman decided to order a month's supply. A few days later, she received a package in the mail. When she opened it, she was surprised to see it only contained 12 large pills. The instruction said that she should only take one pill per month with a glass of water, and afterwards, she should avoid eating spicy food or drinking alcohol. The woman popped the diet pill into her mouth and swallowed it down. A few days later, she had noticed that her appetite had completely disappeared. She didn't feel hungry at all, and even though she didn't do any exercise, she was beginning to shed the pounds. As the days went on, she quickly began losing more and more weight. Within no time, she was admiring her slim new body in the mirror. The change was stunning. She had gone from a pear shape to an hourglass figure within no time at all. Unfortunately, the diet pills proved to be more effective than she had expected. Even though she was down to her target weight, she continued to get thinner and thinner. Soon, she was feeling tired and weak, and she had sharp abdominal pains. The pain finally became so intense that she was forced to go to the hospital. A doctor examined her and became alarmed. After taking an x-ray of her stomach, he asked her if she had eaten anything strange lately. No, replied the woman. I've barely eaten anything at all since I started taking my diet pills. The doctor asked to see the bottle of pills. He broke one capsule open and brought the contents down to the laboratory to be analyzed. When he returned, he had some bad news for the woman. The diet pills contained the eggs of a tapeworm. 